0: All right, I, I think I think we're back. As and again, we got to, we, we got a lot of moving parts. Uh, I'm in Cedar Hill, Texas, this afternoon, as the uh, Midway Panthers play the uh, Cedar Hill Longhorns in the uh, season finale for 5A and 6A regular season games. So we'll have that one for you coming up tonight. So a, a, again, a lot of moving parts, and we're going to throw a lot of curveballs at Garrett this afternoon. So, Garrett, how are you?
1: I'm good. Well, we're good.
0: <laughs> Stretch, he, he sounded like I can't wait to punch you in the throat. I mean, oh, that's I, I mean that's kind of it's kind of what I, I got he out of that dude. Went up deal. there and
2: pulled his hat down a little tighter. Tom's what I thought he did. He, he, it's a little frustrating, I know. When when uh, when you're gone and trying to trying to tie it all in together, but hey, we're gonna work through it just like we have worked through this year. Just like we figured out a way. To get this football season played, it's not always perfect, but we do we do the best we can.
0: Absolutely, there's no question about it. So, and you were talking about today. It is absolutely a sunsplash, gorgeous afternoon here in the uh, Metroplex as we uh, get ready for football coming up tonight. And of course, we've got a lot of exciting sporting events coming up this weekend. Garrett, I was just sitting there thinking about it. We've got a a couple of tremendous high school football games that uh, we're covering. We, we've got a number one, number two college basketball matchup on our airwaves tomorrow. We've got several college football games that have uh, postseason implications, if you will, across across the family of radio stations. we got a lot of stuff going on this weekend.
1: No, we really do. I mean, and you mentioned the games tonight as far as high school goes. There's a lot. There's even one going on right now that I've been trying to keep my eye on, Shiner and uh, Refurio and uh last time I looked Shiner jumped on them uh 14 to 7, but yeah, there's a lot of uh fun things get uh we got going on.
0: Did we ever figure out why they're playing an afternoon game?
1: I haven't. Um that it might have been know, one they're... of those it might have been one of those stadium issues.
0: Well, and and that's we've we've faced that all season long, remember? A lot of these 2As and 3As and even the the 1As, they like to use the 5A and 6A stadiums, but they're not available right now. At least 50% of them are not because of regular season 5A and 6A football games. I mean, if somebody wanted to play a playoff game here in Cedar Hill, they wouldn't be able to do it tonight, obviously, because there's the game. Now, I will say this, because the Midway Panthers are on the road stretch, the uh, stadium is going to be used tonight for a huge game between Crawford and Bosqueville.
2: And, and, and just like you said, huge game. That's a And that's a great – you know, that's good for those smaller schools, like you were saying, to be able to step up into those bigger stadiums, play in those bigger venues. I, I mean, that's a great goal. That's what you want to do. I, you know, my question and, – and I know that in the Metroplex they were dealing with some of this, Tom, but some some of the private schools. So the TAP 6A was having an issue – with uh, playing, you know, they, they want to play at a neutral site. And then are you able, you know, some of these stadiums are just like you were saying, maybe they've either got games in them or they don't want other people in there from a COVID standpoint. It's really it's really kind of a strange deal as far as trying to figure out that, you, you know, that neutral site where you can play and setting it around a certain time. And I'm sure that's why Refurio's having to play so early this afternoon.
0: Yeah, we we uh, I, I talked to a couple of coaches this week, and I, I was asking about next week. I said, hey, "Have you started working on next week?" And, and again, remember, the uh, the pool is is shrinking because the number of teams obviously is cut in half every week, and they're still having difficulties finding a uh, a suitable place in a neutral site that is halfway between. The potential opponents. I mean, it, it's still a uh, it's a difficult task, and they they haven't uh, they haven't resolved it as of yet. And there's a couple of a couple of te- and I promise you, there's more than a couple of teams that are uh, struggling to find that perfect place. And as you mentioned, this is every time you you tee it up this time of year, it's it should be a reward for your football team, your fans, your drill team, your band, everybody involved. It should be a reward, and, and they're having some difficulty finding those places that. That that are, for lack of a better term, suitable for a game of that caliber.
2: Right, correct. And 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 Tom, I like you know the point you're making too is, is you want to be able when you're in those smaller schools to go, and, and and get your you know get your players kind of that bigger venue feel that that stadium that can hold a few more people and th- those are all things that when you start the season those are goals that you set out for so i know they're having logistically some issues and 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 there's multiple teams that are still you know going through those logistical issues
0: yeah no question and remember if you win tonight you are two wins away from AT&T stadium and i would say that's kind of a big venue so <laughs> getting getting comfortable in a bigger setting is paramount
2: yeah, and I mean, here's the other thing, uh, Tom, to think about. So, tomorrow, I believe you've got the TAP 6A game, which is All Saints and uh, Nolan Catholic playing at 3.30. That's at the old Globe Life Park. The new Globe Life Park, 7 o'clock, you'll have the rodeo. And at AT&T Stadium, I believe Errol Spence is fighting tomorrow night, Correct.
0: I think you're correct. Now, yeah. That's so you can think about
2: it. <laughs> you got you got all these venues that and sporting events that are going to have, you know, they're going to have reduced crowds. But I mean, there can be a lot. There can be a big spotlight kind of on that Arlington area to, 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 tomorrow night with all that's going on. And one
0: of the things that the, the Jones family has been very, very kind, I guess is the word is they they they've hosted a lot of just regular playoff games in their stadiums over the years. I mean, that has been that has been something that they've always wanted to do is to make their stadium available. And, Glenn, you know this, there will be some Saturdays where they'll line up and play four games. They'll start early 10 o'clock in the morning, and they'll be playing at 10 or 11 o'clock at night because of that reward factor of getting those kids on that field, in that stadium, and and uh, so, yeah, that's kind of a cool deal to uh, to get to play at AT and T.
2: And they're, I mean, and they're also using the star, which is I don't know if you've been mm-hmm. in that venue since it opened up. That's a magnificent venue. I mean, over at the Cowboys practice facility now. I, I'm assuming that I, I know last week they were still playing games there. Now how they're doing it with the COVID issue, I think they're coming in and cleaning and spraying and doing all that. But hey, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's an of the, that's unbelievable part of the venue ISD, over is isn't it? i'm sorry what did you say
0: i said isn't that part of the frisco eyes that that partner yeah yeah got, no so they still got five eight six eight games going on there
2: correct correct that's that and i guess that's what i'm saying too so you've they're trying to be able to manage still allowing a few playoff games you know in that venue
0: so uh, a, a lot of things going on and it's it's fun i mean in, in i know these coaches are going to work it out and uh, first things first, you got to take care of your business this weekend, tonight, and games tomorrow as well. And uh, if you're in 1A through 4A, then uh, you're off to the semifinals next week, and and uh, that's that's pretty neat. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little later on in the program. We got a lot of things to get to. High school football. We got uh, we're going to talk about Baylor and Oklahoma coming up tomorrow night, right here on ESPN Central Texas tomorrow at high noon. It's one and two. It's Baylor and Gonzaga. Uh, we're going to talk to Ed Warder. Uh, get some NFL news and notes coming up a little later on. We'll also go scanning the rest of the NCAA and talk a little bit about uh, BYU going to uh, Coastal and uh, instead of Liberty, and we'll dive into that a little bit more. So we got a lot of stuff to do here on the program here for a. A, uh, a Friday afternoon, a gorgeous Friday afternoon. We are at Longhorn Stadium on the uh, campus of Cedar Hill High School. This is game time from ESPN Central Texas.
3: What's up Central Texas? It's your boy Q. And I want to tell you about the staff at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac in Waco, how they love giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps' Toys for Tots campaign, and they're asking for your help now through december 11th listeners are invited to participate in toys for tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to the dealership and drop it in the bed of the 2021 gmc sierra pickup truck on the showroom floor the marines will then distribute those toys to children in need throughout central texas also if you purchase a new or pre-owned vehicle richard car buick gmc cadillac will place toys under their christmas tree for the marines to distribute in your name Toys for Tots is an annual program that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas while also assisting them in becoming responsible, productive, and patriotic citizens. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac and ESPN Central Texas.
4: Today, no matter what, we're going boating. Does that sound like something you would say? Time to visit Marineland Boating Center and talk about the new Mercury Four-Stroke Outboards. Ranging from 2.5 to 300 horsepower, the new Four-Strokes deliver legendary Mercury performance, unbeatable reliability, plus boat-enhancing technologies for superior hull shot, top speed, and fuel efficiency. If you crave smooth, powerful, and reliable boating, come to Marineland Boating Center. Mercury Outboards. Go boldly.
5: My house has a new glow I love my window
7: At Community Bank & Trust, the term mobile community refers to all of our banking platforms. Online banking, mobile apps, mobile browser banking, even voice banking. No matter what device you're on, you'll be able to complete any banking function. We've taken customer account access and convenience to the next level with Community Bank & Trust. Enjoy state-of-the-art banking anywhere, anytime, on any device. Member FDIC.
8: Walk-On's athletes put everything they've got into the game. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything we've got into bringing you a game day with a taste of Louisiana. Catch all your teams on over 70 big-screen TVs. Dig into our mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like Poe Gumbo, and Voodoo Shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers and Fresh Salads. It's all made from scratch with ingredients you can't help but crave. Walk-On Sports Bistro. We live for this.
9: And now, more Christmas tips from Bickup Outfitters of Waco. Guys, you know the big challenge every year is giving your wife some hints on what to get you for your truck for Christmas, so here are a couple suggestions. Hey honey, I heard Rachel Ray says the hot gift item this Christmas is a brand new grill guard for your truck. I thought that was really interesting because my truck sure could use a grill guard. Or, baby, I sure enjoyed those cute bunny slippers you gave me last Christmas. I was thinking they would look good stepping into my truck on some new Amp Research Power running boards. Or, wow. you really look good in that sweater. The color reminds me of some new cat skin leather seats I saw over at Pickup Outfitters. Of course I enjoy going shopping with you, but I was thinking I probably shouldn't until I get a new bed cover for my truck to keep everything dry on the way home. Men, don't just let Christmas happen to you. Drop your hint now that you want something for your truck from Pickup Outfitters. And remember, gift certificates also work. Check out all our current specials online at createacommotion.com
10: and you're
0: back with us this is game time here on espn central texas tom stretch garrett we're glad you're alongside our three o'clock hours brought to you by cnc collision center and again if you want to uh, join in on any of the conversations that we get into a couple of ways to do it the uh, cnc collision center text line 254-662-1660 or you can uh, you can head to the uh, walk-ons bistro listener line at 254-662-1660. All right, guys, let's talk a little college football. The Bears are on the road this afternoon, uh, headed up to Norman, Oklahoma, to take on the Sooners. And this will be the 30, 31st meeting, I should say, between Baylor and OU. And the Bears just 3-27 and in the previous 30, 1-13 in Norman, Oklahoma. And that, uh, that win came back in 2014 when the Bears rolled to a 48-14 victory. Uh, in that football game, Glenn, you know that you know the Oklahoma story. In, in, all of us know how how good that program has been over the years. What makes Oklahoma so special? What makes it so difficult for opponents to go in there and, and play and be in, and be competitive?
2: Well, you know, I, I'll share with you when I first got to be a graduate assistant at Oklahoma, and I was, I moved to Norman, and I thought, you know, this is going to be kind of a different move. I was coming from Austin and and, and had lived in Austin, was finishing school, trying to rehab my shoulder. And I and I got to Norman, and I really, once you, once you exit Lindsay and you start heading down towards campus, that's right off of IH 35 is the Lindsay exit, it's really the first exit that goes into the heart of campus. And you pull into there, it's almost like a mystique around. Oh you I- I'm saying one of the first things you see is the big sign on the back of the stadium a national champions and it rattles out all the years that they won the national championship but it's not just Norman it, it really is the state of Oklahoma and I don't mean to sound you know like I'm putting down Oklahoma state fans because c- I'm not I mean certainly in Stillwater they have, you know they have their stadium and it's a it's a great place and and but it's not norman and and the thing about OU is is the mystique around uh, all the great players that have played at oklahoma and you, you know we could sit here and start naming back to the selman brothers and billy sims and brian bosworth and marcus dupree i mean we could just start naming guys and the thing that is different to me about Oklahoma is it really is about OU football in that state, and, and and I'm saying the the minute you cross over that Red River, once you go by that casino, it 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 becomes you're in OU country, and and that's what they live for, that's what it's all about, and what Barry Switzer did to create a you know the big red monster, and what is Ou football, it almost seemed like it was you know it died off a little bit right there when they hired Howard Howard Schnellenberger and John Blake, God rest his soul, great guy. But when Bob Stoops got there, he recognized it too, and he he kind of started feeding that you, you know feeding what is you know ou the 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 big red monster. They started recruiting back in the state of Texas. It, it was a great, and it is, it's a great place to go to school. But more than that, it, it, it's OU football, and, it, and it's what the Sooners are. It's what the Sooners stand for. And it, it's a very intimidating place when you pull into there and you see. And, and again, it's a, it's a small-town environment. I mean, Norman's not a very big city. And that's grown a lot more than what it used to be when I was there which was, you know, early, late 80s, early 90s. It's a much bigger uh, a town and it's gotten close, feels like it's closer to Oklahoma City, Midwest City. But it, it's still a very intimidating campus to go to and it's a very intimidating place because you pull up on it and then this just giant stadium just kind of comes out at you. And, 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 you know, quite frankly, guys, they've, they've done an unbelievable job. Of what Bob Stoops did to kind of resurrect what Barry Switzer had done there, and now how Lincoln Riley has tried to carry that tradition into what is OU football.
0: And and there are those that will take you back to the Bud Wilkerson days when they won a couple of football games. Here. So, it, it, and again, you mentioned all of all of those things, and, and that's 100% correct. But I was thinking to myself, if you don't have great football players and win football games, none of that really matters. And they do that with the uh, with regularity.
2: Yeah, they, they. I mean, you're exactly right, Tom. And you know, and before you know, when I got there, it was still it was still all about the wishbone. I mean, it was still about riding and deciding and getting to the edge and, and reading that. Defensive end, reading that corner, reading that safety and that ball being pitched. It was about that big old crown that was out there on the field. A lot of people were – I mean, I've had a lot of people ask me, is that really true? And I'm telling you, at one time – you could stand on one sideline and look across to the other sideline, and, and and you'd see the other person about mid-quad up. That's how big the crest on that field was, and that's how you get. once we pitched that football, it was a true running downhill mentality. And that, I mean, it was, it, it was an intimidating place to go play, fellas. I, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, even how, if you tried to go in there, and that crest, it's not on the field like it used to be. It's not crested the way it was, but boy, if it was, you better know how to throw on it. You bet. There were a lot of things you had to do to come in there and understand the layout and the lay of the land of what's going on in in, in OU Stadium.
0: Hey, hey Garrett, uh, one of the things that uh, has been interesting over the last couple of weeks, number one, Baylor has done a remarkable job, and I do mean a remarkable job of staying healthy with this COVID and the the, uh, pandemic. And uh, the Sooners have hit have kind of hit a wall, and they were not able to play against West Virginia. And they still have some issues, don't they?
1: They do. I mean, they're going to be without Nick Bonito. Uh, he's going to miss Saturday this game because of uh, COVID issues. And we knew coming into this that Oklahoma likely wasn't going to have everybody healthy. Um, not just players, but staff as well. But unfortunately for them, uh, Benito is their sack leader. Uh, he's had 6.5 sacks on the year, and he won't be available uh, for this game with Baylor.
10: And, and you know, it's interesting
0: you, you bring that up. And, and we don't know how many guys got limited snaps this week, what what their depth chart really looks like. And, and that makes it a little tough on Dave Moran and his staff, doesn't it? Glenn, to, to, to figure out who they're going actually going to be going up against.
2: Well, sure, you want to know who you're, who, who you're facing on the other side. You want to know who to game plan for. You want to know, hey, is the starting corner in, out, or what are they doing from a safety perspective it's so that you can try to develop a game plan about, you know, who to go after, how you want to attack this Oklahoma defense. And then also on the other side of the ball, because I believe early in the week, uh, there were some issues in their offensive line meeting room. So, you know, th- those two things put together. And we know that, you know, last week's game, uh, you know, Baylor last week giving up six sacks in the first half to Kansas State. Now they're leading, you know, Oklahoma's leading sack producer will be out for tomorrow. I mean, that that, that kind of tips the table a little bit towards uh, towards Baylor. So, Yeah, you want to know who you're going to face and how to game plan and how to put together and how to structure what you want to do before you go in there.
0: And I guess if you're Oklahoma and you're saying, if, if we've got this to deal with, we might as well use it to our advantage and not tell you anything about who's healthy and who's not.
2: That's exactly right. We don't need we don't need to tip our hand. We can say, "Hey, maybe, maybe not." We can say, <laughs> yeah, "Maybe, <laughs> yeah." That's 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 the key word. Hey, is he or is he? Is he full practice or isn't he? And hey, that that game is played at every level.
0: All right, it is uh, 324, 24 minutes after three. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Stretch, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk some high school football. We'll do that next on ESPN Central Texas.
11: Recently on Unnecessary Roughness Hey, Steven knows how to get me going, man
3: Another one by dust I could have been the black Freddie Mercury
12: Thank you, man want to look at Freddie Mercury's back yeah. now. I, feel like
3: this <laughs> I was going to just this. let him go with
6: it No,
12: Freddie Mercury was a cool dude He was a cool dude, yeah I
3: was. ain't judging, man In life, there's settings.
11: (laughs) When you go to the settings,
3: you can change it to whatever you want it to be. Everybody knows what you're
11: saying. Unnecessary Roughness, Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on ESPN Central Texas.
14: Nobody has a better selection of Ram trucks than Cameron Autoplex. Need a large truck for your growing family? They've got that. Need a do-everything truck? They've got that. Need a heavy-duty work truck? They've got that, too. More and more Central Texas buyers are making that short drive to Cameron Autoplex on Highway 77 South in Cameron and to CameronAutoplex.com. Find out why. New truck owners are saying it's always cheaper in Cameron.
8: you
16: And now, a moment of chill from Coors Light. Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment. Made to chill after the short but cold beer run from hot tub to cabin. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
11: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
6: I'm Ward Weintz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. Alabama football coach Nick Saban says he has cleared COVID-19 protocols and will travel with the team to LSU today. Texas Tech football coach Matt Wells has tested positive for COVID-19. The school announced yesterday... Wells, who is second year as the Red Raiders head coach, has returned home to isolate and will continue coaching duties remotely. Two of college's premier bowl games will not allow fans attend a kickoff early next year. The Rose Bowl won a college football playoff semifinal games, and the Fiesta Bowl made their announcements yesterday. High school football tonight on our airways, Bosqueville versus Crawford, Crawford broadcast on 92.9 Cedar FM, and Bosqueville on kicker 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. Those broadcasts start at 6.30. Midway at Cedar Hill on ESPN Central Texas, 7 o'clock Free game with Tom Barfield.
11: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, welcome back. This is Game Time. It's 3:29, uh, 29 after 3. Tom, stretch, Garrett, we're glad you're alongside for a uh, Football Friday edition of the program. All right, we uh, Guys, we talk about high school football, and we all have an affection for for the uh, for the game. But every once in a while, it, it I don't know it, it you, you have a uh, you have a story that's just I don't know how to describe it other than it was just a, a negative situation all the way around. Garrett, do you have the details pulled up on uh, on what happened?
1: Yeah. So last night, uh, Edinburgh down in Edinburgh, they were taking on um, a crosstown rival. And during the game, uh, defensive lineman Emmanuel Duran had got flagged for a personal foul. Uh, And after that, he had some words uh, with a referee, uh, Mr. Garcia. And after that, he received another foul, another flag, and was ejected from the game. So he gets escorted off to the field. Uh, Obviously, he's heated. His teammates are trying to calm him down. Coaches are trying to calm him down. And while uh, Mr. Garcia is uh, doing the down a distance, he gets charged by Duran, and Duran pushes him, knocks him down. Uh, He has to leave uh, with concussion-type issues, and Duran's escorted off the field by uh, police and removed. Now, it's really unfortunate, and then – today Edinburgh ISD came out because uh, Edinburgh had made the playoffs they won the game and they said that due to this incident they're not going to allow the team um, to take uh, to play in the playoffs so he not only made a bonehead decision he also cost his team an opportunity to uh, participate in the high school football playoffs this year
0: and that's and I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer I know this that there had to be some discipline there had to be something done. Uh, but you are penalizing 45 or 50 young men for the actions of one. So, I mean, I, I don't know, Stretch.
2: What do you think? Well, I mean, anytime you have an unfortunate situation like this where, you know, he – now, Garrett, I think he got – he not only did he get a personal foul, but then he got an unsportsmanlike mm-hmm. conduct. Correct. Which he was ejected from the football game. Now, I don't know – if that was his first or second unsportsmanlike conduct, you're ejected after your second. But he he was ejected from the football game. And at that point, uh, somebody should have taken him or been with him to get him off of the field and into the locker room. There is no excuse for ever coming back on the field, much less coming back on the field and physically charging. I saw it. And it, 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 he kind of runs into the back of the official almost. He almost, you know, just butted him up and, and, and knocked him down. And obviously the official was not expecting any sort of collision from his backside from this young man. But, yeah, it, it's, it's incredibly unfortunate. And it's one of those situations where you are now penalizing, uh, like you were saying, Tom, you're penalizing the entire team for, for the actions of one, and I understand, you know, being if you're the superintendent of that school, I understand the frustration that you must be feeling for having a young man charge an official and and do and, and take that kind of serious action. But I tell you something, I, I'm not sure that you may not see, uh, you, you know, some charges filed here for. A situation that's unbelievably unfortunate. Unbelievably oh, yeah. the, the, unfortunate.
0: There's, there's, I mean, you're you're talking about a potential assault charge. But he correct. was he was correct.
1: charged with Class A assault. That he was released yeah. on bail uh, for ten thousand dollar bond.
0: Which, <laughs> I mean, again, very difficult. And, and you're right. Uh, the young man put the put the the coaching staff. He put the administration in a in a no win situation. I mean there's no way you win here and uh, it's very unfortunate and w- what lessons he takes away from it who knows uh, but uh, the the entire football team is is certainly being punished for the actions of this young man and and, and there's no place for I me mean, let's make let's make that incredibly clear there is no place for that in our great game of high school football
2: no no pl- there's no place Tom, there's no place for that in athletics period and I, and I, you're right i mean especially in, in, in high school football, you can't, you, you know, There we know there's going to be heated exchanges. We know that there's going to be times when the competition goes after the whistle. We know that there will be some, you know, uh, I mean, some unfortunate maybe uh, physical side of what goes with football. But once the once the whistle is blown and once the call has been made and then you continue to ramp up what was – Already a really unfortunate situation. That young man need first of all he needs some help. They need to get him some help. They need to get him uh, in some counseling. Get him get him with some people because if you see the video of it, it's not even it's not even something that is you or I would even recognize. And, and it's, it's like we said, it, it it's unfortunate and it's unfortunate that we even have to spend time talking about. Uh, uh, this situation because this this young man he really does he needs some help. All right,
0: it is a 335, 25 away from 4. and again we we we've talked we talk high school football three four times every day on this program and ninety nine point nine percent of it is about the the good of the game and what the game brings and and how exciting the game can be for a, for a young man or, or anybody at the school or or the community but every once in a while you you get a situation like this and it's just very very unfortunate and you know the people of Edinburgh are, are, uh, are I guess the word is embarrassed by the entire situation uh, and and so they, they they did what they thought was best and you know whether you agree with the decision or not, I think you have to respect the decision of the uh, of the administration at Edinburgh ISD.
2: Correct, and and, and and like you said, I mean, the great thing about football, and there's not another game like it, and I, I, I know you guys have heard me say it a hundred times, but the great thing about football is it teaches you, once you get knocked down, how to respond to adversity. You get yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you go try again, and that's... That's equivalent to what happens in life. I mean, you're going to get knocked down in life, and you're going to have to, you know, whether you get fired from a job or you get replaced at a job or you you don't, you know, something doesn't – meet the expectations of what you wanted to do and you have to get up and dust yourself off and try again and that's what these high school football coaches teach these young men how to respond to adversity in adverse situations how to get yourself up how to look after your teammate how to look after one another you create lifelong bonds in these situations and I I would I would uh, I mean, I would say you go talk to ninety-nine percent of the young men that play high school football, and they'll tell you the most influential people in their life are their parents and their high school coaches. That's a fact. And yeah, so, no, there's no what- question.
0: I mean, absolutely no question. I mean, the the life lessons of athletics i'm not going to just say football but the life lessons of 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 athletics uh, will, will stay with you forever i mean it teaches you teamwork it teaches you i mean just a, a million things it teaches you self discipline i mean it, there's so many things that you take from the athletic arena to to everyday life beyond uh, beyond being 17 or 18 years of age and in i know a lot of times they call it extracurricular activities uh, stretching gear, but I, I promise you I've always referred to it and will always refer to it as a co-curricular activity. I, I think the athletic portion of your education is equally as important as the reading, writing, and arithmetic. I, I mean, I really do. Those life lessons, uh, they're going to stick with you forever.
2: Yeah, and like you were saying, I mean, that, that's that's what you wanna You're want to do. You want it, uh, and they call it a team. They call it a big WE and little bitty ME all those things that go along with that and and it teaches you things that you you, you will you will that, that just springboard you into the in into the rest of your life so too bad in this situation guys and it's it, it's it's really unfortunate hopefully that young man will you know he, he will have learned from this and it won't cost him dearly for the rest of his life because you know what that that's going to stick with him for a very long time. That's the other thing you want to tell these young men. You know what? Google is forever. It is forever that's going to be on Google now.
0: Yeah, there's no question. I mean, and and that'll be – that'll just be a part of it uh, for him and for that team. You know, and and you're right, 20 years from now when they're sitting around at a class reunion say, hey, how'd that that season go? Well, it, it ended when we couldn't go to the playoffs. I mean, that's going to be the conversation piece.
2: Right. For the, and, and, and for the rest of your life, I mean, yep. I mean, think about the, the magnitude of what that young man did by making a really, really poor decision and how he affected everybody around him. And those are the kind of things that you want to, you want to draw from and you want to teach from, you want to turn that truly into a positive, turn it into a teaching moment and, and, and be able to show that so that kids are able to learn and that never happens again.
0: Hey, our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. Let us know if you believe the Edinburgh Administration did the uh, did the correct thing by eliminating their, their program from the playoffs this year. You agree with the decision? You you disagree with the decision? Let us know on our CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660. We're going to take a minute here, and we're going to talk about our good friends at StarTex Propane. You know, Cold weather is here, and it's time to fill up your propane tanks. And StarTex Propane provides the best propane service in all of Central Texas. They've got propane and propane accessories, don't they? Don't they, Garrett?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's
0: that's my Hank Hill going on right there. It, 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 seriously, they uh, they provide great service, and they do it in a very safe and in in, in positive manner. They have special pricing and programs for your household needs with their uh, Keep Full program, and that's where they periodically check and fill your tank. And of course, they're going to service. The service techs are going to show up wearing masks, gloves, and and uh, social distancing. Of course, they can also uh, install gas logs for your fireplace, and they can carry uh, and they do carry indoor propane heaters. So check them out today at StartexPropane.com, or you can check them out on Facebook, and and uh, that's at Startex StarTex Propane is uh, dedicated to providing the best propane service in Central Texas and is one of the largest independently owned propane companies in all of Texas. StarTex Propane, again they're at 1201 LaSalle Avenue or you can give them a call at 254-752-6571, 254-752-6571. That's StarTex Propane or StarTexPropane.com.
10: Baylor football back on the road this Saturday headed to Norman to take on the OU Sooners 5 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show 7 p.m. kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson and the voice of the Bears John Morris. Bears Sooners. Big 12 football from Norman this Saturday right here on the home of the Bears ESPN Central Texas
17: the right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. When it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Berg Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The number one Mustang, Explore, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas student-athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Bird Colgen Ford, trusted since 1936.
6: Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Close your eyes and imagine this with me. Two all-beef patties, American
3: and Monterey Jack cheese, sizzling bacon, and the smooth roasted heat of hatched green chilies, all on a 5-inch bun. You hungry yet? Good news. You just don't have to imagine anymore. You could taste it yourself on the new Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger at Whataburger. Make this flavorful fantasy a reality, but do it soon. You can only get this burger for a limited time. So get down to Whataburger and get your hands on this perfect burger while you still can.
11: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
6: I'm Ward Wines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. Alabama football coach Nick Saban says he has cleared COVID-19 protocols and will travel with the team to LSU today. Texas Tech football coach Matt Wells has tested positive for COVID-19. The school announced yesterday. Wells, who is second year as the Red Raiders head coach, has returned home to isolate and will continue coaching duties remotely. Two of college premier bowl games will not allow fans attend a kickoff early next year. The Rose Bowl won a college football playoff semifinal games and the Fiesta Bowl made their announcements yesterday. High school football tonight on our airways, Bosqueville versus Crawford, Crawford broadcast on 92.9 Cedar FM and Bosqueville on kicker 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. Those broadcasts start at 6.30. Midway at Cedar Hill on ESPN Central Texas, seven o'clock pregame with Tom Barfield.
11: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, our 3 o'clock hour, a service of CNC Collision Center. So we were uh, talking earlier about the situation down in Edinburgh, and we asked you to go to the CNC Collision Center text line and let us know what you thought. Garrett, let's let's read a couple of them.
1: All right, so uh, Leon chimed in, and he says he disagrees with the decision. Uh, he said it's like you robbed a bank and everyone in the bank is at guilt for that one. Um, we also have Chris chiming in, and he says he does not agree with the decision to stop the team from advancing in the playoffs. Uh, it was not a team brawl. This is an isolated incident with one player, and you watch some of the members from the team and the coaching staff try to stop him, which they did. And then after the after the assault of the ref, uh, the rest of the team should be shouldn't be punished for the actions of one individual.
0: All right. And again, everybody has an opinion, and uh, I, I'm not sure there's a right or wrong answer when it comes to a situation like this. But that is what the uh, Edinburgh ISD decided to do so therefore that football team is uh, not going to be eligible to, to advance to the uh, uh, by district round of the of the playoffs if you've got uh, an opinion we'd love to hear from you on the cnc collision center text line at two five four six six two sixteen sixty or you can jump in on the uh, walk-on's bistro listener line at uh... two five four six six two sixteen sixty as well so there you go alright uh... it is that time we for us to give away another great gift from Coors and your friends at ESPN Central Texas this is our uh, our uh, holiday chill contest all we ask you to do is go by your uh, favorite convenience store or grocery store take a selfie with that holiday display at Coors Light holiday display and uh, text it to us with your name and the uh, keyword chill and send it to 254 662 and you could be a winner of of a uh, nice prize from uh, from Coors and from ESPN Central Texas. Today's winner. It's time for us to uh, announce today's winner, and today's winner is Jose from Temple. Jose from Temple is going to win a nice prize from Coors and uh, Coors Light and ESPN Central Texas. So it, it's either going to be uh, uh, the the mugs or the uh, the backpack, but uh, we've got that for you and. Uh, you can uh, – we'll, we'll get a hold of you, Jose, and, and get you up to the studios, and, and uh, you'll be a winner from ESPN Central Texas. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, and, and, you know, we got plenty of time for you to, to go by and participate, and all you got to do, again, is just go to your favorite convenience store or grocery store, look for that uh, Coors Light display, take that, that selfie and send it to us, and not only would you uh, could you possibly be a winner of a, uh, a nice prize, but uh, you're also going to be eligible for the grand prize, and that is a 40-inch flat-screen TV. So uh, Jose is either going to win those Coors Light Yeti mugs or he's going to win that uh, Coors Light Yeti hopper from uh, ESPN Central Texas and your friends at Coors Light. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 brewer, uh, 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, must be 21 or older to participate. No purchase necessary. Full contest rules available at Centex Sports. Dot com. All right, uh, there you go. Uh, coming up tomorrow, guys, and and I know it's a, it's a big Saturday in football, but I'm telling you, I'm excited about watching this game tomorrow. It's the Bears and Gonzaga on CBS. We'll have it right here on our airwaves, beginning at 11:30 with the pregame. Pat Nunley and David K with the call. High noon for the tip. It's one versus two, Gonzaga and Baylor in. Uh, in a early season showdown in college basketball, and you know that's the beauty of this thing stretch. You may the winner is going to probably drop a couple of spots, you know what have you in the polls, but it doesn't matter. There's a uh, there's a there's a tournament at the end of the season that kind of determines who's going to be the champion in this game. So it, it, it really encourages you, in my opinion, to play those challenging non conference games, particularly early in the season.
2: Well, and we, and we talked about this yesterday. I mean, having a gauge from where, uh, about where you are, how, how do you feel about your basketball team? What are the things that maybe you need to work on before you really get into the meat of the conference schedule? Where is it that maybe you're deficient? What do you have? You know, what are the things you need to practice on? How do you need to structure what you do to move forward? And when you saw how Bader played such a complete basketball game against Illinois, and when I say complete, I'm saying hey, they were able to slow it down, rebound, do the things you need to do, and they were able to get up and down the floor in the second half and kind of pull away from Illinois. Now you got the next test here to where you can structure what you want to do and how you want to go about attacking the rest of your season. Uh, what what's wrong with scheduling these really good teams early? to get you that gauge that you need to really springboard you into, you know, into conference play.
0: Yeah, there's no question. Uh, Scott uh, Drew, I, he, he likes to appear on our program. There's no question about that. But he he, he even appeared on the uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin program, the uh, national program this morning, uh, and uh, talked a little bit about the matchup and, and kind of gave us a breakdown on on how the Bears and the Zags are going to unfold tomorrow.
17: Well, first and foremost, you look at these scores this year in college basketball, and uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Jay, Keyshawn, I mean, you might be NBA basketball, we're putting up some big numbers (laughs) out there, so it seems like every game you're getting ready to play, someone's averaging 99 or 95, so uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, transition defense is always critical in any big game, and uh, it's always important, especially in the beginning of the year. And uh, we're really good at taking care of the basketball because if you turn it over, there's really no defense for two on three or two on one and three on two breaks. Um, But if we take care of the basketball and then do a good job uh, uh, in those first three steps, sprinting back, uh, if you don't, you don't give yourselves a a chance to win a game like this. So uh, I've I've heard there's been 43 matchups of number one versus two, and the combined point total uh, uh, since that is uh, one point, so a lot of great games over the years when you've had one versus two, and it's always uh, uh, a great thing for your sport, no matter what sport it is. So uh, we definitely got to take care of the basketball. We got to uh, sprint back and make sure we're matched up and uh, try to make them score as much in the half court as possible.
0: You know, a couple of weeks ago, we uh, we talked about the NCAA tournament. There's conversation about taking the NCAA tournament to one city, and, of course, that – leading candidate appears to be Indianapolis and we're talking about every team that qualifies for the NCAA tournament uh, headed to uh, Indianapolis to play the tournament once by in essence creating a ncaa tournament bubble if you will and Scott drew was asked by the guys about that uh, that situation where the tournament could possibly be in one city
17: well I think I think uh uh definitely thinking outside the box this year is the right thing to do and uh, I know uh, uh, I was talking with uh, coach View uh, last night and they've been on the road since the season began and uh, whatever the NCA ends up uh, uh, formulating and doing, uh, keeping people in one location uh, or with the, uh, the least amount of travel is definitely a great idea. And, and our guys have really adjusted well um, uh, right now. Some of them are getting ready for finals and uh, uh, with the academic support that our, our programs have and, uh, what a great job they do, making sure student athletes uh, 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 can do well in the classroom, even though they're not there. And especially with so many uh, classes on Zoom now, um, you're able to do things like this.
0: Stretch Garrett, I, I, for the players' perspective, I bet they don't care. They would play in a in an alley. They'd play, you know, they'd play in a garage. They don't care that it's in one city. They just want an opportunity to compete for a championship.
2: Yeah, and that's that's exactly right. I mean, I don't think I don't think those players really ma- it matters to them. I think what matters more is can we play a season? Can we get through a season? Uh, you know, seed a tournament, be able to seed a tournament, and then you know go and determine a national champion. That that's what you. That's what you play all year for. That's what you really work all off season for is to have those opportunities to get on that floor and to do those kind of things. So I'm like you, Tom. I mean, what, what difference does it make if it's one city or you go from region to region and then uh, eventually get to a final four? I don't think, I don't think that really matters in the big scheme of things. I think it's what's, what's safe and what's best for the players.
0: And and that's paramount. and, And we, we realize what it does. It, it, Takes a lot of money out of a lot of communities that we're going to be hosting those regional tournaments. However, is if if that creates that bubble, if you will, creates creates a safety net, so to speak, for those players. I I think it's the right thing to do.
2: Correct. I mean, you correct. You want you want to give them a chance while creating, like you were saying, Tom, that safety net. I I still think that you're going to have. Uh, multiple challenges to get through the season just like you've seen uh, football do and especially when you think about a confined arena guys in tight areas breathing on one another (laughs) and doing those kind of things but Ultimately, we want to be able to get these games in and continue to fight through this pandemic. And I I really think that's what everybody's wanting to do right now when when you look at it, is just have those opportunities, even with what the NFL's doing by taking those teams and saying, you know what, we'll get them out of California, but we're going to continue to play these games.
0: Speaking of the NFL, we're going to talk some NFL football. We're going to do that with Ed Water coming up here in just a few minutes. This is game time. We are in Cedar Hill, Texas, home of the Longhorns, where the Cedar Hill Longhorns and the Midway Panthers conclude the regular season tonight at 7.30. Our broadcast will begin at 7 o'clock. I'll be joined by... Uh, Coach Weathorn and Darren Burrow and, of course, Garrett Ross. And it should be a lot of fun as the uh, Panthers wrap up the 2020 regular season tonight here at uh, Longhorn Stadium in Cedar Hill, Texas. It is uh, 3.56, and this is game time on ESPN Central Texas.
18: We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. First
13: down, Dallas, and it's 45. Only heard here. And Dalton under center. Five-step drop. Good block by Pollard. Deep ball right. All season. Cooper laid right it over his shoulder. Down the sideline.
11: Touchdown. Tuesday night, it's your Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. Live from MT Bank Stadium. On ESPN
19: Central Texas. Go. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station.
12: Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor.
16: It's Al from the Good Feet Store. If you've been suffering with knee, hip, or back pain, the problem may be right under your nose. Your whole body is supported by your feet. If they're out of alignment, that could cause issues in your knees, hips, and even your back. The Good Feet System helps put your feet in their ideal position. Just stop in, meet with one of our specialists who will personally fit you with the perfect arch support system. You walk around, try them for free, and then you decide if they work for you before you buy. How great is that?
6: At the Good Feet Store in Waco, near Cabela's. The
15: Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, December 5th, and Sunday, December 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. If they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show, December 5th from 9 to 5 and December 6th from 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing will be enforced and attendees must bring their own mask. They are mandatory inside the event center. Temperature check at the
20: 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
15: Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Baker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more.
11: KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco.
15: station is now the ultimate power in the universe.
11: K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's 4
0: o'clock. We welcome you back into game time here on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Tom Barfield. He's Glenn Stretch Smith, along with Garrett Ross. We're glad you're with us. And we welcome into the program from ESPN, covering the NFL for ESPN, Ed Warder. Ed, good afternoon. We appreciate your time today. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what's happened over the last few days. We had a Wednesday game, a Wednesday matinee game between the Ravens and the Steelers. We got the Cowboys going to play on a Tuesday night. Robert Griffith III and and some of his teammates unhappy with the prep time. Is the NFL just going to play these games no matter what? Is that kind of where we are right now?
21: Well, I think they have done a remarkable job of getting all of the games played to this point, even though several have been postponed along the way, some of them even multiple times. Uh, And and one of the things the league – you know, made sure that teams were aware of, and and don't forget the NFL Players Association is involved in all of these decisions too. So it's a cooperative effort. But one of the things that that the NFL did was inform the owners and the teams that, you know, there were going to be competitive inequities built into this. If they were going to be able to play through this pandemic, there were going to be situations that would seem to be unfair to certain teams at different times. And everybody agreed that that was acceptable and really the only way that they could possibly expect to play through this pandemic uh, to the point that they have. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been unfair at times. Uh, it, it's, it was unfair to, to the Ravens to have to play with a depleted roster, but missing seven starting players, including their starting quarterback, their top running backs, their top two receivers, uh, having no time to practice. But they're also responsible for making sure that they're honoring the protocols um, and they weren't just like the Broncos were forced to play last week without a quarterback, which most people think is the most egregious situation that a team has faced. But again, you know, the players are responsible for honoring the protocols that will limit their exposure and contain the disease. And that's why the league has pressed forward. And I think they're Roger Goodell articulated it again the other day. They're very determined Uh, that they're going to play games on schedule, if at all possible, with only uh, player health considerations or team and personnel health considerations, the only factor that would cause them to postpone a game.
2: Ed, let me ask you this. With what's going on in California, uh, are, are you hearing anything about what the league may do or what those teams being the 49ers, the Chargers, and the Rams may have to do in order to facilitate like you were saying, continuing to march through the 16 game season.
21: Well, yeah. I mean, and I mentioned the Broncos facing the most egregious situation. The team that has to make the biggest adjustment of all is the 49ers. You know, they're in Santa Clara County, uh, which just banned any kind of uh, contact or uh, involving any sports teams at any level, including the NFL level. And so they've been forced to relocate for the next three weeks. To Arizona, they almost came. Dallas was another consideration, uh, but they're in Arizona. So on Sunday, when I'm down there covering this Cardinals Rams uh, game with uh, all kinds of consequences for the teams in the NFC West, the 49ers are going to be staying at the hotel, literally uh, in the same block as the stadium. So you have all you know three of the four teams right there in a two-block radius because the 49ers are being forced to adjust uh, to the pandemic situation in their hometown. By having to relocate, and yeah, I think they've they've also checked uh, the, the Rams have talked about possibly going to San Diego to play games if necessary. So yeah, every every everybody had to have a contingency plan before the season ever even started, so that they're not starting from zero when they find themselves in a position where they need another place to play in practice.
0: Ed, Ed, you you mentioned contingency plan. I know there's probably conversations, but what what are your thoughts on? If we get to the playoffs and and we don't have we have a team that doesn't have the the numbers to play,
21: then I think the NFL will do whatever it has to do to delay it uh, for the most minimal amount of time possible uh, to get the game played and so that they're not inconveniencing teams on the back end. I mean, it's it's you know obviously the Steelers were inconvenienced by. Uh, not only Tennessee's outbreak earlier in the season and the postponement of that game, which cost them their bye week, but then uh, they, you know, their preparation was interrupted multiple times as they waited for the Ravens uh, to be cleared to the point that they could travel to Pittsburgh and play the game. And same thing with, you know, that had to be taken into consideration uh, in Denver last week. Is well, well, why are we? The Saints have been penalized for not adhering to the rules themselves, as probably as much as any team except the Raiders. But on the back end of that, well, why should? why should the Saints have to suffer playing on a short week if we push this game back to you know, give Denver a chance to uh, recover? What they were saying is, look, we think the Baltimore situation is not contained. Once we feel the virus is contained and they have enough players to play the game, they're going to play the game. And in Denver, they felt like it's a contained situation confined specifically to these four quarterbacks. There's no indication based on contract tracing that they were exposed to anyone else because it was an off day. It was all four quarterbacks in the same room. So we think that that situation is under control and they're going to play as scheduled. That was the difference. And a lot of people in Denver have been outraged about the fact, hey, they keep postponing this Ravens game. And, you know, they would never do this to Patrick Mahomes. Well, they did it. They just did it to the league MVP. The the reigning league MVP had to miss a game because of the coronavirus, among many other starting players on that team.
1: Ed, um, Dak showed up at practice today. I think it's probably the first time he's been back or it's the first time that he's been noticed. From a morale standpoint, how, how good was that for the team?
21: I don't, I don't know that it's going to have any you know, carryover effect in terms of uh, them playing their game next week in, in, uh, uh, in Baltimore on Tuesday night. Um, I think it's probably good for everyone to see. Uh, and you assume that he we haven't seen him out there. This is the first time he's been out there during the media portion. And based on the reaction of the players, it seems like they have not seen him either out there. Um, based on Zeke, you know, kind of mocking him for walking around with a crutch and impersonating that, and <laughs> Dak showing him, hey, I can walk just fine without, you know, this crutch. Uh, but I don't, I don't know that it's going to really motivate anybody as it pertains to next week's game. Obviously, I think it did hurt them when they lost him. Um, I, I think the instant reaction was. You know, we've just lost our chance to achieve our goals. This is the one guy who held us all accountable. This was the one guy who could allow us to overcome all of our flaws and rally from any deficit and win a game, and he's gone. I think there was an emotional toll that they suffered in the aftermath of the injury that lingered for several weeks. And really, they should have been eliminated from any reasonable playoff situation, any division by now but they're not. They're only still a game out as unbelievable as that seems. Um, so uh, can, can they rally and find a way to win? I, I, I doubt it. I The two teams I really count out right now are Dallas and Philadelphia. They both played so poorly uh, for a long period of time. Uh, now the Giants have to struggle. You know, without, They're in first place, but now they lost their quarterback for who knows how long, and they have Cole McCoy starting at Seattle this week. So uh, maybe Washington is the best team, even though they played three different starting quarterbacks this year. <laughs>
2: I, I, I'm talking to the head from ESPN, and Ed, I, I do appreciate appreciate you jumping on with us. I, I I'd be reminisced if I didn't ask you, and and, and I know we talk on the podcast. We talk, we, you and I have a lot of conversations off the air that I am not sure I'll share with our listeners. But when you think about the the NFL right now, the the pandemic, all the things that really have happened from a financial Uh, burden type situation, and then you think about how many NFL head coaching openings there could be, it it almost feels like those two things don't match one another.
21: In terms of owners have lost an inordinate amount of revenue this offseason, and so they're going to be more reluctant to replace coaches to whom they have a contractual obligation beyond this season. Is that, is that what you mean by that?
2: Correct, correct. Thanks for clarifying my question. I need <laughs> a lot of help sure in I that understand. area, uh, we've talked uh, about that off air too uh, many a times.
21: Yeah, no, I, I, I mean I think if it's if it if a coach has had, uh, we've already seen coaches fired, right? Um, and and so we've seen what there's four general manager openings already. Uh, there are multiple head coaching positions. Uh, Currently occupied by interim coaches, we don't expect to be given the job on a permanent basis. So uh, I still think there's going to be you know, five or six openings in the NFL this year, just like there is every other year, because there's so much pressure uh, to win. Uh, Do I think that Jerry Jones is going to fire Mike McCarthy after one season? No. Uh, And I think financial reasons are a part of that, because the Cowboys probably have lost more revenue than any team in football, uh, given that they you know, typically average uh, Lehigh 90,000 people per game. And, and obviously this year they've had a max of like 30,000. Um, and Jerry's not going to want to pay um, a, McCarthy and his full coaching staff then hire another head coach and his pay his full coaching, coaching staff for at least four more years. So, no, I think finances are involved in a decision like that. But for a coach who's been there over a period, like I don't think the Jaguars are going to keep Doug Marone just because, you know, the Shea family didn't make as much money as they expected to make the shop family. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think they'll still make that move, but I think where there might be some doubt, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, a situation where you're unsure and maybe that gives that coach the benefit of the doubt for another season, but rarely does it seem like that ever works out.
2: Well, and, and when we talk about the number of openings, I, I, I'll leave you with this and ask you this with a job that it feels like Jason Garrett has done uh, with the Giants, with Daniel Jones, with how it feels like, they possibly are the team to beat in the NFC East. Whether you know whether it's been four wins or whatever the number that they finish at that gets them to to uh, to the end, is Jason Garrett a guy that you would have to consider to be a candidate for some of these head coaching jobs?
21: Uh, well. I think he's highly regarded by a lot of people in the league and has been for a really long time. Um, but the Giants still aren't going to have a good record no matter what they do. But they have, like the Cowboys, been you know hamstrung by losing their best offensive player for most of the season. The Cowboys locked Steck, Prescott. They lost Saquon Barkley. Um, they've got their running game kinda going. For most of the season they've been reliant on Daniel Jones, been their leading rusher an inordinate number of times for a guy who's not considered a running quarterback, like Lamar Jackson at least, or Kyler Murray. Um, so I don't know that he can do enough in this short space of time and, and with in these circumstances to put himself back in a situation where he gets hired for a head coaching job. I can see people interviewing him for head coaching jobs and him impressing them. But I think it probably takes Jason Garrett another year to become a head coach. But I do believe Jason Garrett will eventually get another chance to be a head coach. I
2: would would agree with that. And as I I look around, and we've talked about this many times, I don't know where they're going to get all these candidates to replace, you know, you say five, I think there may be as many as seven openings in the NFL. I'm not sure where we're going to get all these candidates, but... If somebody's going to have to take these jobs, and you know some of these younger coordinators, I guess, are going to step up. And that does that seem to be the trend that you see continuing to going even though, or c- continuing to go even though you see possibly what Matt Nagy's done, the lack of, uh, you know, ability for those guys to be able to get the team to the next level.
21: Well, I still think generally that. Has been the approach that's worked the best over time in the NFL. Uh, you know, typically they don't go out and hire college head coaches um, for jobs, and when they have, it has generally failed. Um, but you know, guys like Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, you know, there have been any number of guys who have been successful um, as assistant head as assistants who have then gone on to run. Uh, you know, winning programs and create a winning environment as those two guys have that I've already mentioned. And so that gives. You know, you say, there's well, uh, how many how many assistants really can there be for all these jobs? Well, there's you know Robert Soleil who's a 49ers um, defensive coordinator. There's Matt Eberflus, who was here, who's done a great job with the Colts. There's Dennis Allen, who has head coaching experience and has the Saints number one in the NFL in defense. Uh, there's Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks, Brian Dable, who's done obviously a great job evolving uh, Josh Allen as a quarterback. There's Greg Roman, who created a whole offense for the unique quarterback skill set of Lamar Jackson. So uh, that's, just a, that's just a handful of guys that I, I would put on a list. And so I'm sure there are more than just that. So I think there are always good candidates for, for, the, position, for the number of openings. Generally speaking, there are more viable candidates than there are jobs available and who knows Josh McDaniels might be willing to you know leave New England now and 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 go someplace else in a way that maybe he wasn't even though he agreed to a job with Baltimore and you know that certainly taints him as a candidate but I think there are a lot of great assistant coaches in the NFL who are in a position now where they're deserving of their opportunity to be a head coach somewhere else
2: well listen Ed I, I appreciate you jumping on with us on a Friday afternoon and again thanks a lot for taking time I know you're busy and Best best of luck with your travels and what you got going on this weekend, man. Thanks,
21: guys. Thanks for the invitation. Good to talk football with
2: y'all. Thanks again. There Ed, he goes, Ed Werder, ESPN. I tell you what, it's uh, tell tell me, Garrett. Th- does it not get refreshing to t- get a little inside To feel like you got a little inside scoop from one of those guys and uh, that's that got his pulse that close to what's going on in the NFL?
1: Oh, it's always nice to get a you know. A- a look at, at that when somebody has that much knowledge and stuff and, and I think it's interesting to hear his perspective of the coaches and the, the search for that I know you've kind of talked about that a lot in, in the lack of candidates out there so to hear him talk about it as well I think it kind of sheds light on the situation as it unfolds
2: no question about it I know you're wanting to get to a break and I know Tommy's he's he, he's he's up there in Cedar Hill wanting to move on to the next segment so let's do it it's game time Friday afternoon on ESPN Central Texas.
12: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nietzsche Group. Learn more at the Nitsche This
5: is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be another chilly night across Central Texas with lows reaching the lower to mid 30s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the north around five miles per hour. Saturday will start off with temperatures in the mid-30s. It will be a slightly warmer day with highs in the lower 60s with partly sunny skies. Sunday will be similar with highs around 60 degrees with mostly sunny skies throughout the day. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
15: The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, December 5th, and Sunday, December 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. They don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show, December 5th from 9 to 5, and December 6th from 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing will be enforced, and attendees must bring their own masks. They are mandatory inside the event center. Temperature check at the door.
6: Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Close your eyes and imagine this with me. Two
3: all-beef patties, American and Monterey Jack cheese, sizzling bacon, and the smooth roasted heat of hatch green chilies, all on a five-inch bun. You hungry yet? Good news. You just don't have to imagine anymore. You could taste it yourself on the new Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger at Whataburger. Make this flavorful fantasy a reality, but do it soon. You can only get this burger for a limited time. So get down to Whataburger and get your hands on this perfect burger
7: while you still can. At Community Bank & Trust, we continue to add new and improved features to our mobile and digital banking systems. Our new person-to-person payment system allows our customers to instantly send money to friends and family, no matter where they bank. Customers using our debit card just log in online, input the friend's cell phone number or email address, and the money will be sent P2P to them. With Community Bank & Trust, enjoy state-of-the-art banking anywhere, anytime, on any device. Member FDIC.
8: Walk-On's athletes put everything they've got into the game. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything we've got into bringing you a game day with a taste of Louisiana. Catch all your teams on over 70 big-screen TVs. Dig into our mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. It's all made from scratch with ingredients you can't help but crave. Walk-On Sports Bistro. We live for this.
16: It's Al from the Goodfeet store. I know lots of people have a hard time pronouncing it and an even harder time living with it. I'm talking about plantar fasciitis. Our arch support system is specially designed to help alleviate or even eliminate the pain caused by plantar fasciitis and a lot of other foot conditions. I see people who have tried everything finally come into the Good Feet store and walk out feeling like they've gotten their lives back. Find what you've been missing at the Good Feet store. See what
6: they can do for you with a free arch support bidding at the Good Feet store in Waco, located near Cabela's.
0: And you're back with us as we continue here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to take a second here, and we're going to talk about our good friends at Allen Samuels. You know, if you really want to make the Christmas season special, here's the ultimate present for you and your family. We're talking about a brand-new SUV or a brand-new truck or a brand-new car. From Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Every last one of those vehicles is deeply discounted during the big finish event. Now underway at Alan Samuels. And here's some great news. Most of these vehicles still feature 0% APR financing through Chrysler Capital. Plus, no payments for 90 days. I love saying that. No payments for 90 days. Allen Samuels is your Central Texas Ram headquarters and an amazing selection of Ram trucks and if they haven't got what you're looking for, I promise you Ted Teague and his staff is going to find it. They've got multiple Allen Samuel dealerships and connections all across the USA so they can find that vehicle you are looking for and how about a brand new Jeep uh, for Christmas like a Renegade or a Cherokee and don't forget the Grand Cherokee and come test drive the the Swiss Army nice of SUVs that's the Jeep Gladiator put your family in the king of minivans we're talking about the Chrysler Pacifica and you can check out the lowest price third row seating crossover on the market, the Dodge Journey. So shop, apply, buy online at dcj.com and don't forget, they will deliver. A customer first award of excellence winner, we're talking about Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. All right, uh, we are rolling along here on a th- Friday afternoon. It's 422, 22 minutes after 4 o'clock and uh, we are going to talk a little bit about some college football coming up uh this uh, this weekend and and guys again the uh, the ESPN crew g- uh, game day is going to be uh they're going to be on the road they're going to be uh, help me uh
2: Coastal Garrett, Coastal Carolina boy. BYU
0: Yeah Coastal they're going to be at Coastal uh, again with BYU and and uh this morning over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, they had the head coach of Coastal Carolina, and he was talking about the the preparation of this football game. And, and Stretch, he, he, was, he was honest. He said, you know, if we didn't have the cameras of ESPN here, this may not have been doable. But he said, hey, look, we, we, we get the word, I think, Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, that Liberty's out, BYU is in. He goes, then we have to scrap everything and then go to work. He said, we got GAs breaking down film. We're doing all this crazy stuff. So they put a lot of work in to try to put a game plan plan together in in just a couple
2: of days. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, and that's what you got to do. You got During this time frame, Tom, and we've talked about it a million times, we talked about it at the beginning of this show. You know dealing with all of the different logistical issues that even you've had to deal with, and jockeying radio shows and taking it, you know, moving this to this network, that to this network. Everybody's having to keep their knees bent right now and their ankles taped so nothing pulls. And I'm sure that that's what they had to do. They had to say, hey, we got to get a four-game sample set of what BYU does offensively and defensively and try to put something together so we can go out here and put a game plan and then start to, you know, show a practice, show some scout teams, show what's going to happen and, and, and go put on a heck of a football game and good for both of those schools for stepping up and taking and accepting that challenge because it is, it it is a challenge and it will be a challenge for both of those teams.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that he mentioned and it made sense is, Hey, you're not going to do anything clever. You're you're going to be pretty base with with your approach on both sides of the football.
2: Yeah, and you have to be, don't you?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I would think that there's there's not you're you're not you're not going to find something okay. clever that you can do. I mean, you're not watching film to three o'clock in the morning trying to figure out if there's something fun that you could do. So you're going to, I mean, both of the. So I guess my question is, are we going to see both of these teams, BYU and Coastal? at their best.
2: Well, yeah, you're going to see them at their best. You're just probably going to see, you know, those those one or two wrinkles a game that they want to show, that they want to be able to put in. They may not be able to put in because you don't have enough practice time to continue to put that in. But, I, I mean, I'd tell you this, that every football team and I'm saying seven, eight games into the season, which is where most of these teams are minus the Big Ten and the Pack the pack 12 who were late to the party. You're going to have a, a pretty good uh, uh, offensive and defensive book put together. I mean, things that you've done, things that you've practiced. You've got your core that you that you really believe in, and then you've been able to build on that all year. Whether that was you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you're building something that's going to beat certain coverages. Or on the defensive side of the ball, you're able to bring, you know, one or two exotic looks. You're going to be able to still do that. It isn't as if, you know, it's the first game of the season and you're saying, boy, we ha- we haven't had time to put any of this in. Most of these teams have been practicing for a while. You're just not going to have that one or two or three wrinkles in the game on both sides of the football that you would normally have, and that you would normally be able to put in. So that's uh, that'll be uh,
0: tomorrow. That's Coastal and uh, and BYU, and and you know we. I hope that they have a, a great situation there. I hope they have so much fun, and I hope that they those two teams put on a good uh, put on a good show. There's some other games of interest that I want to get your thoughts on as we roll through this Friday. Uh, how about the Aggies and Auburn? This is obviously. Well, they're all big for Texas A&M, but this this really is a big game. They're going on the road at a top 25 team, really their last opportunity to, to showcase their football team on the road.
2: Yeah, and and, and, and an 11 a.m. start right on the road, so you've got to get out there early enough today where you can have a meeting, some sort of walkthrough. I mean, anytime you're playing that first you get that first 11 o'clock game in, that means you're eating pregame at 7. I mean, it starts your day pretty early. And and when you have to go on the road, you know, all of those little challenges. But I'm like you, I mean, A&M has done a, a really good job, I think, this year of showcasing their talent and who they are. And, you know, with a big win and a signature win that Jimbo got over Florida, But going to Auburn, this this will be a heck of a challenge, and it's a challenge that they need to meet and go really get after, so that they can stay in this, you know, in the in the in those, you know, first tier discussions for that college football playoff spot.
0: I know they're ranked fifth, and Auburn's ranked twenty second. But Auburn's at home. Is a And M the better football team?
2: A And M is they're the more. I tell you what, Tom, they're the more complete football team. I think offensively. What they've done, what they've been able to do with their with the, with their uh, with their backs, how they've incorporated them into their passing game. I think the uh, I think Kellen Mond taking his game to the next level, and then I think more than anything, I think A&M's defense has shown. Hey, they're kind of back to the way they used to play. They'll get after you up front. They can blitz you. They'll get after the quarterback, and they can also play man coverage. So they're going to have to do some of that against Bo Nix and this Auburn offense.
0: All right, 428, 28 after 4 o'clock, uh, uh, Oklahoma State and TCU, Kansas, Texas Tech, some other games that are going on uh, in the Big 12 as well. And West Virginia is on the road at Iowa State. And, of course, we'll have the Bears in Oklahoma. Stretch, I'm looking forward to watching this game uh, tomorrow night. I want to, as we continue to watch Baylor grow, and I don't think there's any doubt. You've mentioned it uh, over the last three weeks how they've grown when they're in their games at Iowa State, at Texas Tech, and then at home last week against Kansas State.
2: Yeah, that's you. You want to see Baylor? You want to see them, uh, Tom, continue to 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 get better. And I, you know, I'll ask you this. Just and 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 I know you 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 show a little bias and and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you think about Baylor's last the the and let's talk about it the last three games they played, I mean it played pretty good football. Agree? Go to Ames, oh, played no pretty question. well. Texas Tech sh- probably should have won that football game. Finished the football game against Kansas State. I mean to me those are all much better games than they played early in the season. Agree? Oh, there's no doubt right so so absolutely you want to see them go to Norman a, a place that we've talked about being very intimidating and going there and continue to, to put a, a great um, uh, pos- put yourself in a great position to be able to finish the football game. How's that which is really where they're at
0: All right 429 and I, I couldn't agree with you more 429 this is game time on ESPN
13: Central Texas.
10: It's an early season showdown in Indianapolis as the Bears meet Gonzaga Saturday.
13: 1130 a.m. for the Pizza Hut countdown to tip off, a high noon tip off Saturday for number one versus number two, the Bears and the Zags.
10: Join Pat Nunley and David K for all the play-by-play in Indianapolis here on the home of Baylor Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas.
16: It's Al from the Good Feet Store. If you've been suffering with knee, hip, or back pain, the problem may be right under your nose. Your whole body is supported by your feet. If they're out of alignment, that could cause issues in your knees, hips, and even your back. The Good Feet System helps put your feet in their ideal position. Just stop in. Meet with one of our specialists who will personally fit you with the perfect arch support system. You walk around, try them for free, and then you decide if they work for you before you buy. How great is that?
6: At the Good Feet Store in Waco, near Cabela's. Experience the homemade food and unique
12: atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor.
20: 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
10: Fox 44 News, Adam Hooper, Weather
20: Rate Certified,
10: Most Accurate, Mike LaPointe, and Matt Roberts.
15: Breaking news out of McLennan County. Central Texas,
5: we may not see anything. One of the biggest question marks coming into this season.
10: Live as it happens.
5: The live radar across Central Texas.
10: More local news.
5: Waco's community came together
4: for last night's rally. A woman in her late 30s. We are live with the theme
10: On top of breaking news, weather, and sports.
4: Back in action.
10: On air and online, Fox 44 News,
1: your news now.
11: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
1: I'm Garrett Ross with ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Bosqueville and Crawford square off tonight at Midway to see who will advance to the semifinals next week. And Bosqueville coach Clint Zander talks about the improvement of his team since the first game against the Pirates.
22: I think we've improved a whole lot. Uh, you know, I think we keep getting better each week defensively. Uh, different kids stepping up to make plays. And, uh, you know, offensively, we're, we're getting the job done uh, up front which is allowing us to run the ball and and allowing us to uh, open things up in the pass game once we establish that run. So, uh, in my opinion, I think we've improved each week, and, you know, I'm assuming Coach Jake feels the same way about his team.
1: You can hear the Crawford broadcast on 92.9 Shooter FM and the Bosqueville broadcast on 1590 AM, 99.3 FM, Kicker Country, both start at 6.30 PM.
11: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Stretch, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. We're at Longhorn Stadium in Cedar Hill, Texas, where the uh, Midway Panthers conclude their 2020 campaign against Cedar Hill High School. Joined now by the Director of Sports Journalism for Baylor University,
23: Jerry Hill. Jerry, good afternoon. How are you? Tommy, I'm good, man. Hey, I was just thinking, and you, you might be able to set me straight on this, but I think we did this round trip to Norman one year, didn't we? We, uh, yes we did Absolutely. you and I, we we drove up there together and uh yeah i i thought i remember i you know i've slept a few times since then but i was thinking we did that trip together once i'm trying to remember
0: that we we had a third partner with us and i can't remember who it was now Part, but yeah you and i probably, certainly yeah. made that trip yep yep so jerry to me this is I, I don't know where it ranks or how you'd even rank it, but, I mean, to me, this is a unbelievably exciting sports weekend in Baylor Athletics. You've got the football game tomorrow night, you got the basketball game, the men's game tomorrow, and then uh, the Lady Bears on the road at Arkansas on Sunday. So it's pretty big time this, this weekend for Baylor Athletics.
23: Yeah, it kind of reminds you, Tommy, of some of those ones in the spring where you would just, you know, have everybody playing, you know, including on the Brazos and stuff. But, yeah, I think it's a great weekend obviously for the men you know great one two matchup you know whichever poll you look at it's one versus two it may just flip-flops but yeah I think this is a great opportunity really for both of those teams you know just kind of feel their way out and see you know who's the best maybe right now you know it may not be at the end of the year but man what a great chance uh, for those two to play on a big stage that's where I believe the final four is going to be so yeah it's a great matchup for the men and and certainly for football, I mean, you know, it was big to get the win last week. And, and now, you know, what do you get? You get to go on the road and play uh, number 11 Oklahoma in Norman. Um, and then, you know, like you said, the women wrap it up with a, a game Sunday afternoon uh, at Arkansas. And, and Arkansas is ranked as well. So you're right, Tommy. Great weekend for Baylor sports. So
0: well, let's start with the basketball game. And, and one of yep. the things that we talked about is, because you do have a, a, a tournament, a true tournament to determine your, your, your champion, you're, you're almost encouraged to schedule <clears throat> these these big showdowns early in the non-conference schedule. And it kind of gives you a, a look at, at your team, gives you a look at the competition across the country. And, boy, and if, if the Bears are, are going to play anything like they played in the second half against Illinois, uh, this is a pretty exciting basketball team.
23: Yeah, Tom, I agree with you, and I, I think um, you know you you can say what you, whatever you want about Scott, but you can tell by the schedule he's not afraid to play anybody anywhere. So you know if you look at the games that were canceled, I mean they were supposed to play Arizona State, and I believe it was number three Villanova at that time. You know, in that first tournament, uh, you know we had to cancel out of that, the one that was in in Connecticut. But then you go, you make up for that, and you you go play a, a very good Louisiana team and. Uh, in Washington in the Vegas bubble, and then Illinois the other night. I mean, this is a – but this is a really – I think it's the best um, Scott Drew team and, and, you know, probably, if you look at the history, probably the best Baylor team ever. Um, and I do think it's a great test for them early. Um, but, you know, there's so much of the season left, or we hope there's a lot of the season left, that, you know, I, I think all this is is just a good gauge and a good – you know, just a good, you know, a really good game to go out and play and, and you know, kind of, you know, gauge yourself against one of the best. And I think that goes for both sides. I think that's why those two coaches, you know, kind of set this game up.
1: Jerry, on to the women's side. I, and I know it was a nice win the other night over South Florida, but I think we'd all be in agreement that the bigger story was Dee Dee back actually getting back uh-huh. on the floor. Uh, and I know she got 30 minutes out there. What were your thoughts about the, the return so quick and – do you expect her to see about thirty minutes this uh, this time with Air- Arkansas, or maybe a little more?
23: I would hope she would play less, honestly, and I think that was kind of Kim's plan going into that game. Was you know that she wouldn't get that many minutes that early,
1: mm-hmm.
23: um, Garrett? I'll tell you, just from you know what I had seen of the collision, and then you know seeing her, um, you know, early on on that walker and just barely being able to get around, I I really felt like going into this year that she was not going to play all year. So the fact that she was out there 38 days after that accident it was you know it was uh you know and i think you had mentioned or one of you guys had mentioned i mean you hate to throw that word around but it was it really did seem like a miracle that she was back out there on the court um you know the thing about it, the around is with dd Dee Dee is and kim said she's back to dd Dee Dee basketball uh, that's just the way she plays and she's going to play hard and and i you know but just in terms of you know, fatigue and getting her conditioning back. You would hope she wouldn't have to play 30 minutes a game right now. That she'd be more maybe in that 20 to 25 minute range. But man, she is. She just gives the team such a lift, and I, I really believe without her, the other night, I don't, I don't know that they win that game.
2: Jerry, change, changing gears and going back to, uh, going back to football. Is there any news on Charlie Brewer possibly coming back and playing yet in another year? Have you heard anything about possibly? when they may make a decision or is that something that you feel like coach aranda will kind of address after the season
23: you know glenn i think it honestly it comes down to charlie what does charlie want to do and 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 that may not be the only thing but i think a lot of it hinges on on what charlie does and i know that he did a uh, interview with one of the national radio stations and basically said at the end of the season I'm, I'm going to sit down and think about it and talk to my family about it and decide what i want to do and and that would be, you know, do you just kind of give it up? Do you, you know, maybe take a try at the NFL? Do you, you know, do you go on to somewhere else? Because, you know, obviously he's got a year left if he wants to wants to go play somewhere else. So I, I think there's a lot of things for him to think about. And, and uh, I don't think he'll make, you know, just a snap judgment. But uh, and, and like I said, I don't know that that's really even uh, a decision that Coach Aranda has to make. I think it's one that Charlie makes. And then maybe you do sit down with him but i think at first it's in his hands do you want to come back do you still want to play football talking to Jerry Hill of the uh, of
0: Baylor University and the uh, director of sports journalism Jerry w- when you look at the game tomorrow night uh, we we were just talking about it the the, the development of the team where they <clears throat> were a month ago where they are 3 weeks ago or whatever it was against uh, you know against Iowa State on the road a chance to to, to win that game, certainly a chance to win the Texas Tech game, the come-from-behind win against Kansas State at home the other night. So, obviously, this, this team is getting better. What are you looking for against the Oklahoma Sooners? I mean, what what is a good measuring stick, in your opinion?
23: I, you know, I, Tom, I guess very simply it would be just to be in the game. You know, um, and, and the, the train that Oklahoma has been on lately um that's what they've done is they've kind of blown teams out early and they're not even in the game by you know second third quarter so i think that's what your goal would be is just stay in the game um you know i think defense is going to have to get two or three turnovers i think offense is going to have to come out and maybe play like they did in that fourth quarter Uh, and they've played you know for the most part they've played pretty well in the fourth quarters of games uh you know it's been been able to you know it's finishing and it has kind of varied back and forth, you know, do you, you know, because in some games they've gotten off to a good start and then hadn't been able to finish and in some games, you know, they've, they've gotten off to, uh, you know, a horrible start and had to climb their way back in the way they did against TCU. So I, I think your hope is just that you, you're you in the game with a chance, you know, say start of the fourth quarter. Are you in the game the way that you really, if you look at it, they've been that way in every game, um, Texas, I think they were kind of out of it, but at the same time, they made it an 11-point game and had the ball with a fourth down play to, to go make it a one-possession game. TCU, they had to come from way behind, but they you know, they kind of made a game of it in the fourth quarter. So I think that would be your goal, is, and I don't know how exactly you do it because you got to slow that train down. Uh, I think you've got to slow their running game down and make Spencer Rattler beat you passing it. Nick Florence used the uh, term, you got to rattle the Rattler. Um, so I'll, I'll borrow that one, but yeah, I think if you can at least slow down the running game, you're not going to stop it, but if you can slow it down and make Spencer Rattler beat you, and he, he, he is gifted enough to do it, but that's what, that's the ideal position is make that redshirt freshman quarterback beat you.
1: Jared, do you know if Quaylon Jones is going to be available this week?
23: Coach seemed pretty doubtful, um, on Monday and I haven't really heard an update on it, I you know with the other guys back, I, I don't think you really risk it unless you just have to have him. Now I will say, you know, in that, uh, that tech game, I thought he gave them a great lift. So you'd like to have that guy back because I think right now he's their best north south guy. So if if he's able to just play a little bit, you know, he doesn't have to carry the ball twenty times with you know with Love it back with Ebner back, um, you know, I, he if he can go out there and run it, you know, five to ten times and and just be that north south hey i'm just gonna put my foot in the dirt and go i i think if they can get just a little bit out of him that would be a huge lift and, and
0: that was the one thing that was puzzling to me uh, their inability to run the football i mean they just weren't able to run the ball against kansas state
23: yeah their their best thing was charlie i mean just you know kind of almost freelancing so and they have had some success with that but you're right Tommy. they they have not been able to, and I, you know, I think that's the development of the offensive line. That's been the inconsistency of the offensive line is that they're not at that point. You know, I think back to those Nebraska teams where everybody knew what they were doing, but they were still going to run it, and they were still going to get 6 to 10 yards every time. This offensive line, this offense isn't there yet, and you know, so I think they need that guy that can kind of push the line or they can really get north-south in a hurry, and that Quaylen gives them that. But you're right, they just – and it was almost like you were kept, uh, you know, butting your head up against a wall and you weren't getting anywhere. You were not going to beat the wall. So, and I, I think they finally just kind of, hey, let's get the ball out of Charlie's hands quick. And, you know, when the opening is there, we'll do a little quarterback draw, that kind of thing. And, and that's when Charlie's at his best, too. I mean, if he can do – you don't want him running. Now, it said he – 23 attempts. Seven of those were sacks. You don't, you don't want him running that much. But if he could, you know, run in that 10 to 12 range, and then you get some out of those other guys, that would be ideal. And they did such a good job, though, of getting that ball out of his hand quick and getting it in the playmakers' hands. That's that's what this offense should be about: is is you know, not putting too much or you know, not asking too much of the offensive line. Just give me a you know, give me a couple seconds here, get the ball out of Charlie's hands, and let's go.
0: It, it, it was strange. Six sacks in the first half, one in the second. He threw for 82 right. yards in the first half, 267 or something like that. And it was really two different football games.
23: Yeah, and, and Tom, I went back and looked because it seemed like he had a pretty good fourth quarter. He completed his last 15 passes. He was wow. 16 of 17 for like 158 yards and a touchdown, and then he ran in for one. So, uh, I mean, he led them on three fourth-quarter scoring drives. That was Charlie at his best, and that's, that's what they're going to have to have against Oklahoma to have any chance I think they're like a three touchdown underdog so uh, but you know I think the game Saturday certainly helps it's it's that kind of gives you that little breath of hope and and you're you're saying hey you know we we did this once let's go do it again you know they had to win earlier in the year against Kansas well it had been two months since they had won that game so now they've got this other win under their belt now you got Oklahoma and Oklahoma State to finish it out let's go win. <laughs>
0: Hey Jerry, as uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Safe travels to to Norman, and and we appreciate your time, and and uh, look forward to visiting with you again soon. Thanks,
23: guys. Appreciate it.
0: There you go. That's Jerry Hill, the uh, director of sports journalism for Baylor University. Spent uh, I don't know seventy five years writing for the Waco Trib. So. Uh, he's seen his fair share of football games, uh, Baylor football games, over the years. So there you go. All right, uh, we are rolling through a Friday afternoon. It is 4:47:13 13 now in front of five. Tom, Stretch, Garrett, we're glad you're with us as uh, we uh, work our way through this Friday afternoon. And we're going to take a second. We're going to talk about our friends over at, uh, well, over at Morrison's as they, uh, it's that time. We We've been talking about it for months. But it is truly that time to go get that Christmas shopping done. Come on, guys. They've got gifts of all kinds, birthdays, anniversaries. But we're focusing in on Christmas gifts. And uh, Morrison's has been uh, your, your gift leader since 1979. And you could choose from uh, John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and, and jewelries, and a, and, and a whole lot more. And it's all going to come with free gift wrapping. Now they've gotten my attention. I can go buy the gift. You can go buy a gift. They're going to wrap it. You're going to put it on the tree, and you're done. You 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 wash. You you just clean your hands of it. It's all done, and you, and you're going to get her that special gift she's looking for, and it's going to be beautifully wrapped, and she's going to say who did this, and you're going to take credit for it just like I am, and you know and she's really going to be excited because you. Wrap the gift. They're at 4308 West Waco Drive, Morrison's Gifts, uh, owned and operated by a uh, by a Baylor alumni, and they're next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. They've been doing this for 41 years, since 1979. We're talking about Morrison's Gifts. Again, they're at 4308 West Waco Drive.
10: This high school football coaches show with China Spring coach Brian Bell brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, Kristen Clements, Camille Johnson Real Estate, and Triple S Sports.
12: Coach, uh, I guess this is one of those things that if you knew, you would probably do it every single week. But what's been the key to these quick starts these, these past couple of weeks in these playoff games?
24: Uh, yeah, it's been really encouraging as coaches of when the kids come out ready to play, uh, and focus, and um, I'm really proud of our dudes for doing that er, the past couple weeks, you know, that um, gives yourself a chance to, to get ahead and, and play with the lead and all that stuff, but every game's a new game, and uh, whether that happens this week or not, uh, we got to respond to the elements and respond to what's going to be happening and going on, so uh, we got to be ready roll.
12: What do you see from Sealy on film when, uh, when you turn on the tape?
24: uh i think i see a really good football team first and foremost you know number nine in the state for a reason uh they won their district championship um uh, they're really good defensively very sound well coached. coach Mobley does a wonderful job uh, having them guys schooled up on their assignments very disciplined and on the offside of the ball uh they're kind of like us they do a, do some uh, a lot of motioning and um, it really puts people out of position, and uh, they've got some really good athletes to get the ball in space to people, and the quarterback can throw it down and feel really, really accurately, too. So um, it's, it's really uh, going to be a tough game uh, offensively and defensively.
12: It, this is sort of like a benchmark for every high school team. It's got to feel good just practicing on, on Thanksgiving week, doesn't it?
24: Uh, without question. That's one of the biggest goals as a coach. Uh, I don't know if the players, um, you know what I'm saying, but like as a coach, <laughs> right. it's just something that we always talk about. is practicing on Thanksgiving, and uh, man, to be, be with everybody on Thanksgiving Day is really special and uh, something to be grateful for.
11: ESPN Central Texas.
3: Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com.
8: You're
15: out.
19: One step at a time, America's moving forward. Life is opening up, and the Goodfeet store has two. With safety measures in place, we're ready to serve you.
6: See what they can do for you with a free arch support fitting at the Goodfeet store in Waco, located near Cabela's.
11: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
1: I'm Garrett the ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Bosqueville and Crawford square off tonight at Midway to see who will advance to the semifinals next week. And Bosqueville coach Clint Zander talks about the improvement of his team since the first game against the Pirates.
22: I think we've improved a whole lot. Uh, you know, I think we keep getting better each week defensively. Uh, different kids stepping up to make plays, and uh, you know, offensively we're we're getting the job done uh, up front which is allowing us to run the ball and and allowing us to uh, open things up in the pass game once we establish that run. So, uh, in my opinion, I think we've improved each week, and, you know, I'm assuming Coach Jake feels the same way about his team.
1: You can hear the Crawford broadcast on 92.9 Shooter FM and the Bosqueville broadcast on 1590 AM, 99.3 FM, Kicker Country, both start at 6.30 PM.
11: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, you're back with us as we roll along here on a uh, football Friday afternoon. This is Tom Barfield along with Glenn Stretch-Smith and Garrett Ross, and we're glad you're with us as uh, we get ready to uh, talk some floor football with you as the uh, by-district round, or not the by-district round, but uh, the uh, the regional final round is is here in high school football. And, and, and Garrett and Stretch, uh, we just heard from Bosqueville head coach, Clint Zander, their matchup coming up tonight with, with uh, the Crawford Pirates, and of course uh, I want to talk a little bit about China Spring and what Coach Bell and his team has done over the last three, four weeks. That is that is borderline remarkable. Not only are they winning the games, but how they're winning the games, Garrett.
1: No, it really is. and it, I, I've been intrigued with their response after losing that close game to Conley because it feels like right there was something happened in that game. They learned something about themselves and we're able to go back, look at the film, and figure things out. they've just been a totally different team since that moment. And I think a lot of it is their offensive success that they've had uh, with Major Bowden and Emmanuel Abadala. But the defense is one of the the areas that have kind of getting overlooked by their offensive performances. And it's it's helped them string off this this role, this impressive role of uh, wins over three top ten teams. And they're going to have their biggest task at hand um, tonight with Carthage. But it's going to be a fun matchup.
0: You so, know, so, Glenn, Tom, I, I want you to talk a little bit about how a good football team, and I mean a really good football team in China Spring, all of a sudden elevates to a outstanding football team with what uh, they've been able to accomplish over the last three weeks in the playoffs.
2: Garrett, I am online here. Have we have we lost Tom again? No, I, I'm I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right,
0: we were we were just talking a little bit about uh, about how the Chattahoochee Spring Cougars, a, a good football team, stretch, really has elevated their game, and I mean they've gone from really really good championship caliber team to. I don't know how you describe what, what they've done over the last three weeks. It is, it is really impressive.
2: Well, yeah, and, and, and I think we said that. We, we've talked about that. I know that's something you have really championed is the way that they've kind of handled their business, the way that they've gone about uh, knocking off what you felt like was better football teams. I mean, going, going out east and playing the teams that they've played. I, I, I agree with Garrett. I think it is going to be a big hill to climb. Uh, when you when you think about having to kind of slay the champion with which is Carthage but you've got to think when you win those kind of football games that gives you nothing but really it, it, it it's the confidence in knowing you can play with those guys and so it'll be a great challenge tonight but I think you're going to have a confident team go in there and think, hey, we can go in here and play with these big boys. We've done it three weeks in a row. Now let's go see if we can really go and, and, and take our game to the next level. And I'm sure that's what they're talking about, challenging their football team with doing is going and beating possibly the best team in the state.
0: And, and then now I want to talk a second about the Mar Panthers. Now here's a team that has a bullseye squarely on on their jersey but yet they, they just go out and take care of their business. And, and again, this is a championship caliber football team. It has been for years. And I know it's hard to get there, Stretch, but to stay there at that level,
2: amazing. No doubt. No doubt. No that's what you want to do. I mean, you want, you want to, like you were saying, Tom, you want to get there, and then you want to show that you belong in that position. And those are the things that – I think when you're a young football team and you're trying to become used to one another, working with one another, you want to be in that position. Where else would you rather be than to go be in that position and have to accept that challenge?
0: And their challenge tonight is Tena Hall, and so we wish Coach Hoffman and, and the Mar Panthers all the best. Of course, Blumman's in action tonight. There's several teams that are still going in the uh, Texas Schoolboy Football playoffs, and we wish them all the best. It is a 4:56, four minutes or 4:58, rather, a couple of minutes shy of five. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
11: Recently on the John Moore Show, we welcome in the voice of Baylor basketball,
13: the voice of the Bears. Pat Nunley joins us from Indianapolis. Good morning to
1: you. You
23: know, uh, JMO. Here's the deal. Yes? So I feel like I feel like a shooting guard who's been moved to play the point, and I, I'm a bit of a fish out of water. All I can say is I miss you, and I can't wait for you to be sitting in that play-by-play chair and me right next to you, by the way. But uh, yes. this is this is heavy
13: lifting, man. Uh, Well, you know, you're just, uh, you're perfectly suited for the color role, but you do so well. Let me tell you, I've heard so many comments from people, and they kind of say it to me, like, should I say this to him? But they say, what a great job you and David are
11: doing, and I say, I absolutely agree, so great job. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
16: It's Al from the Good Feet Store. I know lots of people have a hard time pronouncing it and an even harder time living with it. I'm talking about plantar fasciitis. Our art support system is specially designed to help alleviate or even eliminate the pain caused by plantar fasciitis and a lot of other foot conditions. I see people who have tried everything, finally come into the Good Feet Store and walk out feeling like they've gotten their lives back. Find what you've been missing at the Goodfeet Store.
6: See what they can do for you with a free art support meeting at the Goodfeet Store in Waco located near Cabela's. The Baylor Club located
13: inside McLean Stadium offers ample room to spread out for any event including business meetings and social gatherings. Host your next function with confidence and let their certified event planner handle all of your requests. With access to a dozen or more spaces throughout McLean Stadium they can accommodate groups of most sizes in a safe, comfortable and socially distant setting. Contact the Baylor Club and Rebecca today at two 547108076 to inquire about all available options.
3: TFNB, your bank for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us at tfnbtx.com. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC, go Pirates.
19: Today's job market is full of demand for skilled trade workers. Electricians, welders, mechanics, these and other trades are the backbone of every community. They're also a huge part in making sure the Army National Guard is always fulfilling its mission of service to our country and communities. Soldiers train to keep the power flowing, engines running, and supplies moving. The skilled trades these soldiers perform are the same ones needed in today's civilian workforce. Army National Guard soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. With options from plumber to helicopter mechanic and everything in between, soldiers are able to select the trades that best fit their lives. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you, too, can learn a trade profession and serve your community and country by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the
18: Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, barrera's nursery and landscape open every day nine till five at 201 sun valley drive in hewitt or call them at 254-666-9806 krzi
11: waco k222 dc waco
15: station is now the ultimate power in the universe k265
11: dv temple this is espn central texas
0: couple of minutes after 5 as we welcome you back into the program game time here on ESPN Central Texas you're all access pass to Central Texas Sports and we have covered the gamut today from the NFL including the Cowboys to the Bears. We've talked some Longhorns. We've talked some Aggies. We've talked uh, college basketball. Of course, high school football playoffs coming up. We have covered the gamut, and we'll uh, continue here in this third and final hour. Uh, I'm in Cedar Hill, Texas, at Longhorn Stadium, where the Midway Panthers, Coach Jeff Hume's team, will uh, conclude the uh, 2020 season, taking on the 8th rank Longhorns of Cedar Hill. And, uh, of course, uh, on our sister stations, shooter uh, uh, 929 shooter FM will have the Crawford broadcast Crawford and Boskiville that begins at 6:30 and uh, on our other sister station 1590 AM and 99.3 FM Kicker Country will have the Boskiville broadcast Boskyville and Crawford so uh that'll be fun as uh, we have uh, both angles covered for you here on the, this Friday night as they play at Panther Stadium. I know uh, I ran into to Brad Shelton, the uh, director of athletics at Midway uh, High School and uh, Midway Independent School District, for that matter, and... Uh, he was getting ready and getting everything set up to host that game uh, tonight uh, over at Panther Stadium, and it should be a lot of fun. And I, Obviously, big Central Texas interest. I think I read in the paper they're 19 miles apart just right down the street from each other, and, uh, you know, those kids know each other. So, I mean, that's, that's the cool thing, in my opinion, guys, those two teams circling back around is the fact that, You know, it's not just a a team within your district, but it's your neighbor. It's just right down the street, and so uh, it should be a lot of fun. All right, uh, let's take a second here before we uh, dive into uh – to some more basketball, I want to talk a minute about our friends at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Now, there is a rumor that they may be relocating. We're going to have to get a, we're going to have to get a hold to Mr. Embry and see what's going on there. But that's, that's the rumor. It's out there. You know, they've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership, same family-operated business for generations now. Four generations, which is a rarity in the business environment today. At Pioneer Steel & Pipe, their reputation has been built one customer at a time, and they've got one single objective, period. That's to make the customer happy. Make the customer satisfied with their buying experience at Pioneer Steel & Pipe. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, Uh, Garage and carport covers, angle iron and and structural pipe, you name it, they've got it for you. And and I know that Stretch is, I I don't know where he's kicking tires at, but he's looking for land, and he's going to build a barnuminium, and he's looking for that – for, he's looking for that that guy or that gal to be to be that person, the point person, to build that that barn-dominium. And I, I told him I'd do it, but he didn't want me to do it. He he wanted somebody else. He wanted a he wanted a different general contractor. So, the, my point being, Pioneer Steel and Pipe can guide you in the right direction when it comes to contractors in building those barn-dominiums. And Stretch, you you really. Wouldn't even give me an opportunity at being the, the the general contractor on that project.
2: No, I'm 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 gonna trust I'm gonna trust our boys. That's who I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna ride with them, Tom. <laughs> so, so
0: you so you're gonna check in with Pioneer Steel and Pipe instead of letting me handle that that project.
10: hundred percent. That's
0: okay. That's fine. They're at nine right now. They're at nine thirteen South Loop Drive at Orchard Lane. They also got a location down in Bryan, and they're open Monday through Friday seven thirty to five, Saturday eight to noon. That is PioneerBoys.com. All right, let's uh, talk some college basketball. Guys, again, and I'm like Jerry, whether you look at Baylor's 1 and Gonzaga's 2 or or Gonzaga's 1 and Baylor's 2, it, it really doesn't matter. These two teams will, will tee it up tomorrow at uh, noon, 1130, broadcast time right here on ESPN Central Texas, and uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to watching that game and then watching the Bears and Sooners tomorrow night.
2: Both, both are going to be exciting to watch. And, Tom, I, I mean, I'll ask you, I don't, could you see both of these teams, and it might be a little early in the season to ask, but could you see both these teams rematching possibly in the Final Four?
0: They're, they're, I think they're both Final Four caliber type basketball teams. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And again, you make a great point. You've got COVID to deal with. You've got injuries to deal with. You've got other teams that get on hot streaks and all that stuff. But yeah, I think it's especially what I saw the other night. I, I saw Baylor, particularly in that second half, just absolutely own the fifth-ranked team in the country. I mean. They did everything they needed to do. They went on the runs. They got the stops. I mean, in the depth of this team, Glenn and Garrett, I mean, there's nine or ten guys that can play minutes and give them solid minutes every night, night in, night out. And so you would think, consequently, you're going to have fresh legs most of the season when you have when you have depth like they've got.
2: Yeah, and, and, and what I'll say is the most impressive thing I thought – I saw with them playing Illinois was in that second half when I thought, okay, they're going to show you they can get up and down the floor, and man, can they? I mean, it almost looked, I mean, I'm telling you, look looked like an NBA team getting up and down the floor. That, that's how impressive that was. And it really, I think it took Illinois out of what they were wanting to do in the first half which was kind of beat and bang, and see if they could keep it close. Then they tried to say, okay, let's go see if these guys can run, and B- Baylor matched it and then just said, you know what, we'll outrun you. Yeah, well,
0: they had Baylor scored, I believe, 31 in the first half, chipped in 051 in the second half. So, yeah, your, your point well taken. Scott Drew was asked on, the, uh, on our show this morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, uh, about playing Gonzaga.
17: Well, well, first and foremost, you look at these scores this year in college basketball, and uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Jay, Keyshawn, I mean, you might be NBA basketball. We're putting up some big numbers <laughs> exactly. out there. So it seems like every game you're getting ready to play, someone's averaging 99 or 95. So uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, transition defense is always critical in any big game and uh, it's always important especially in the beginning of the year and uh, we're really good at taking care of the basketball because if you turn it over there's really no defense for two on three break or two on one and three on two breaks Um, but if we take care of the basketball and then do a good job uh, uh, in those first three steps, sprinting back. Uh, if you don't, you don't give yourselves a, a chance to win a game like this. So uh, I, I've, I've heard there's been 43 matchups of number one versus two, and the combined point total uh, uh, since that is uh, one point. So a lot of great games over the years when you've had one versus two, and it's always uh, uh, a great thing for your sport no matter what sport it is. So uh, we definitely got to take care of the basketball. We got to uh, sprint back and make sure we're matched up and uh, try to make them score as much in the half court as possible.
0: The uh, the program, Jay, Will, Keyshawn, and Zubin also talked to Coach Drew about potentially moving – all of the, uh, the NCAA tournament games to Indianapolis?
17: Well, I think, I think uh, uh, definitely thinking outside the box this year is the right thing to do. And uh, I know uh, uh, I was talking with uh, Coach Few uh, last night, and they've been on the road since the season began. And uh, whatever the NCAA ends up uh, uh, formulating and doing, uh, keeping people in one location uh, or with the, uh, the least amount of travel is definitely a great idea. And, and our guys have really adjusted well um uh, right now some of them are getting ready for finals and uh uh, with the academic support that our our programs have and uh what a great job they do making sure our student athletes uh uh, uh, can do well in the classroom even though they're not there and especially with so many uh classes on zoom now um you're able to do things like this
0: that is uh, scott drew he was on the uh the radio show Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin heard on our station and across the country on all ESPN affiliates, uh, and that was this morning. So again, guys, we talk about the publicity that uh, that the national television audience that will, the Bears will get tomorrow on CBS. But again, you the the value of the, the the interview this morning, again heard on every ESPN affiliate across the country this morning. That that's just good stuff for the Bears
2: no no question tom anytime anytime and especially think about the the magnitude from a recruiting standpoint i mean you, you you're only helping yourself in the long haul recruiting every time they are talking about your program
0: all right so a little story coming out of norman oklahoma where the bears football team plays tomorrow night garrett
1: yeah so brett murphy of um Stadium.com was on Twitter and he announced that Bob Stoops will not coach in this game uh, against the Bears. Now, I know there was kind of we were all wondering if he was going to with some of the coaches being out. But apparently due to the availability of some of the Oklahoma coaching staff, he will not be participating as a coach in this matchup.
0: All right. So there you go. That is. uh... That's the latest from Norman, but so he helped him out during the week to kind of get him ready to play, and uh, I guess he'll he'll sit in the stands and eat his popcorn and watch the ball game.
2: I bet, I bet it's not in the stands, Tom. I bet it's nope. <laughs> one of those nice <laughs> nice boxes up there in the Jack Santee Lounge. I bet it's where he's going to be.
0: There you go. It is
2: 5, 12,
0: 12 minutes after 5 o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. When we come back, we will uh, – where are we going, Garrett? We're going to get to some more NFL news and notes, aren't we? Ed Warder yep. going to join us?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll have Ed Warder.
0: Ed Warder coming up. Uh, Ed was on the program earlier today, and for those who may have missed it, we're going to get to uh, Ed Warder from ESPN Television who covers the NFL, covers a lot of Cowboys for uh, for ESPN. But uh, we'll get to the conversation with Ed Warder. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas.
12: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com.
5: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be another chilly night across central Texas with lows reaching the lower to mid 30s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the north around 5 miles per hour. Saturday will start off with temperatures in the mid-30s. It will be a slightly warmer day with highs in the lower 60s with partly sunny skies. Sunday will be similar with highs around 60 degrees with mostly sunny skies throughout the day. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
11: Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, Steven knows how to get me going, man.
5: Another
12: one one bites the dust. I could have been the black Freddie Mercury. I you might want to look at Freddie Mercury's
6: mm-hmm. back yeah. now. I feel like there's some <laughs> I was going to just let him go with it.
12: No, oh, Freddie Mercury was a cool dude. He was a cool
3: dude, yeah. I was. ain't judging, man. In life, there's settings. <laughs> when you go to the settings, you can change it to whatever you want it to be. <laughs> Everybody knows what you're saying.
11: Unnecessary Roughness, Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right, 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel and Company New York, each piece a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available, and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers, under the spinning diamond.
16: It's Al from the Good Feet Store. If you've been suffering with knee, hip, or back pain, the problem may be right under your nose. Your whole body is supported by your feet. If they're out of alignment, that can cause issues in your knees, hips, and even your back. The Good Feet System helps put your feet in their ideal position. Just stop in, meet with one of our specialists who will personally fit you with the perfect arch support system. You walk around, try them for free, and then you decide if they work for you before you buy. How great is that?
6: At the Good Feet Store in Waco near Cabela's,
15: the Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, December 5th, and Sunday, December 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. If they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show, December 5th from 9 to 5 and December 6th from 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing will be enforced and attendees must bring their own mask. They are mandatory inside the event center. Temperature check at the
4: Today, no matter what, we're going boating. Does that sound like something you would say? Time to visit Marineland Boating Center and talk about the new Mercury 4-stroke outboards. Ranging from 2.5 to 300 horsepower, the new 4-strokes deliver legendary mercury performance, unbeatable reliability, plus boat enhancing technologies for superior hole shot, top speed, and fuel efficiency. If you crave smooth, powerful, and reliable boating, come to Marineland Boating Center. Mercury Outboards. Go bold.
0: All right, welcome back in. It is 5-18, 18 minutes after 5. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Earlier today, Stretch, we had a chance to uh, visit with NFL insider from ESPN, Ed Warder, and he, he's for years done a tremendous job covering the league.
2: Yeah, he'd really he's on top of a lot and really, really sharp. As far as having his pulse on what's going on in the NFL, no question.
0: And uh, we, we had a chance to, to visit with, uh, with with Ed earlier. And uh, for those who may not have been able to catch it, we thought we would, uh, we would let you hear a, a bit of that conversation. We welcome into the program from ESPN, covering the NFL for ESPN, Ed Warder. Ed, good afternoon. We appreciate your time today let's talk a little bit about uh, what's happened over the last few days we had a wednesday game a wednesday matinee game between the ravens and the steelers we got the cowboys going to play on a tuesday night robert Griffin the third and, and some of his teammates unhappy with the prep time is the nfl just going to play these games no matter what is that kind of where we are right now
21: well i think they have done a remarkable job of getting all of the games played to this point even though Several have been postponed along the way. Some of them even multiple times. Uh, and, and one of the things the league, you know, made sure that teams were aware of. And, and don't forget, the NFL Players Association is involved in all of these decisions too. So it's a cooperative effort. But one of the things that that the NFL did was inform the owners and the teams that, you know, co- there were going to be competitive inequities built into this if they were going to be able to play through this pandemic there were going to be situations that would seem to be unfair to certain teams at different times. And everybody agreed that that was acceptable and really the only way that they could possibly expect to play through this pandemic uh, to the point that they have. And so, yeah, it's been been unfair at times. Uh, It it was unfair to to the Ravens to have to play with a depleted roster, missing seven starting players, including their starting quarterback, top running backs their top two receivers uh having no time to practice but they're also responsible for making sure that they're honoring the protocols um and they weren't just like the broncos were forced to play last week without a quarterback which most people think is the most egregious situation that a team has faced but again you know the players are responsible for honoring the protocols that will limit their exposure and contain the disease and that's why the league has press forward and i think they're the roger goodell articulated again the other day they're very determined uh that they're going to play games on schedule if at all possible with only uh player health considerations or team and personnel health considerations the only factor that would cause them to postpone a game
2: ed let me ask you this with what's going on in california uh are you hearing anything about what the league may do or what those teams, being the 49ers, the Chargers, and the Rams, may have to do in order to facilitate, like you were saying, continuing to march through the 16 game season?
21: Well, yeah. I mean, and I mentioned the Broncos facing the most egregious situation. The team that has to make the biggest adjustment of all is the 49ers. You know, they're in Santa Clara County, uh, which just banned any kind of uh, contact or. Uh, involving any sports teams at any level, including the NFL level. And so they've been forced to relocate for the next three weeks to Arizona. They almost came – Dallas was another consideration. Uh, but they're in Arizona. So on Sunday, when I'm down there covering this Cardinals-Rams uh, game with uh, all kinds of consequences for the teams in the NFC West, the 49ers are going to be staying at the hotel literally uh, in the same block as the stadium. So you have all you know three of the four teams – right there in a two-block radius because the 49ers are being forced to adjust uh, to the pandemic situation in their hometown by having to relocate. And yeah, I think they've, they've also checked uh, the, the Rams, have talked about possibly going to San Diego to play games if necessary. So, yeah, every, every, everybody had to have a contingency plan before the season ever even started so that they're not starting from zero when they find themselves in a position where they need another place to play and practice.
0: Ed, you you mentioned contingency plan. I know there's probably conversations, but what what are your thoughts on if we get to the playoffs and and we don't have we have a team that doesn't have the the numbers to play?
21: Then I think the NFL will do whatever it has to do to delay it for the most minimal amount of time possible to get the game played, and so that they're not introducing teams on the back end. I mean, it's, it's, you know, obviously the Steelers were inconvenienced by uh, not only Tennessee's outbreak earlier in the season and the postponement of that game, which cost them their bye week. But then uh, they, you know, their preparation was interrupted multiple times as they waited for the Ravens uh, to be clear to the point that they could travel to Pittsburgh and play the game. And same thing with, you know, that had to be taken into consideration. Uh, in Denver last week is, well, well, why are we, the Saints have been penalized for not adhering to the rules themselves as probably as much as any team except the Raiders, but on the back end of that, well, why should should the Saints have to suffer playing on a short week if we push this game back to, you know, give Denver a chance to uh, recover? What they were saying is, look, we think the Baltimore situation is not contained. Once we feel the virus is contained and they have enough players to play the game, they're going to play the game, and in Denver, they felt like it's a contained situation confined specifically to these four quarterbacks. There's no indication based on contract tracing that they were exposed to anyone else because it was an off day. It was all four quarterbacks in the same room. So we think that that situation is under control and they're going to play as scheduled. That was the difference. And a lot of people in Denver have been outraged about the fact, hey, they keep postponing this Ravens game and you know they would never do this to Patrick Mahomes. Well, they did it. They just did it to the league MVP. The reigning league MVP had to miss a game because of the coronavirus among many other starting players on that team.
1: Ed, um, Dak showed up at practice today. I think it's probably the first time he's been back or it's the first time that he's been noticed. From a morale standpoint, how, how good was that for the team?
21: I don't, I don't know that it's going to have any you know carryover effect in terms of uh, them playing their game next week in, in, uh, uh, in Baltimore on Tuesday night. Um, I think it's probably good for everyone to see uh, and you assume that he—we haven't seen him out there. This is the first time he's been out there during the media portion. And based on the reaction of the players, it seems like they have not seen him either out there. Um, based on Zeke, you know, kind of mocking him for walking around with a crutch and impersonating that, and Dak showing him, "Hey, I can walk just fine without, you know, this crutch." Uh, but I don't—I don't know that it's going to really motivate anybody as it pertains to next week's game. Obviously, I think it did hurt them when they lost him. Um, I, I think the instant reaction was. You know, we've just lost our chance to achieve our goals. This is the one guy who held us all accountable. This was the one guy who could allow us to overcome all of our flaws and rally from any deficit and win a game, and he's gone. I think there was an emotional toll that they suffered in the aftermath of the injury that lingered for several weeks, and really they should have been eliminated from any reasonable playoff situation any division by now but they're not they're only still a game out as unbelievable as that seems um so uh can can they rally and find a way to win i i i doubt it i the two teams i really count out right now are dallas and philadelphia they both played so poorly uh for a long period of time uh now the giants have to struggle you know without they're in first place but now they lost their quarterback for who knows how long and they have colt mccoy starting at seattle this week so uh, maybe Washington is the best team, even though they played three different starting quarterbacks this year. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I, I'm talking to the head from ESPN, and Ed, I I do appreciate appreciate you jumping on with us. I, I I'd be reminisced if I didn't ask you, and 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 I know we talk on the podcast. We talk, we, you and I have a lot of conversations off the air that I I'm not sure I'll share with our listeners. But when you think about the, the NFL right now. The, the pandemic, all the things that really have happened from a financial uh, burden-type situation, and then you think about how many NFL head coaching openings there could be, it, it almost feels like those two things don't match one another.
21: In terms of owners have lost an inordinate amount of revenue this offseason, and so they're going to be more reluctant to – replace coaches to whom they have a contractual obligation beyond this season. Is that, correct. is that what you mean by that?
2: C- correct. Correct. Thanks for clarifying my question. We've talked uh, about that off air too uh, many a times.
21: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think if it's, if it, if a coach has had, uh, we've already seen coaches fired, right? Um, and, and so we've seen what there's four general manager openings already. Uh, there are multiple head coaching positions, Uh, Currently occupied by interim coaches, we don't expect to be given the job on a permanent basis. So uh, I still think there's going to be you know, five or six openings in the NFL this year, just like there is every other year, because there's so much pressure uh, to win. Uh, Do I think that Jerry Jones is going to fire Mike McCarthy after one season? No. Uh, And I think financial reasons are a part of that, because the Cowboys probably have lost more revenue than any team in football, uh, given that they you know, typically average uh, Lehigh 90,000 people per game. And and obviously this year they've had a max of like 30,000. And Jerry's not going to want to pay McCarthy and his full coaching staff then hire another head coach and pay his full coaching coaching staff for at least four more years. So, no, I think finances are involved in a decision like that. But for a coach who's been there over a period, like I don't think the Jaguars are going to keep Doug Marone just because, you know, the Shea family didn't make as much money as they expected to make. The Shaw family, I'm sorry. Uh, I I think they'll still make that move. But I think where there might be some doubt, maybe, you know, maybe maybe there's a a situation where you're unsure, and maybe that gives that coach the benefit of the doubt for another season. But rarely does it seem like that ever works out.
2: Well, And and when we talk about the number of openings, I'll leave you with this and ask you this. With a job that it feels like Jason Garrett has done uh, with the Giants with Daniel Jones with how it feels like they possibly are the team to beat in the NFC East whether you know whether it's been four wins or what whatever the number that they finish at that gets them to to uh, to the end I- is Jason Garrett a guy that you would have to consider to be a candidate for some of these head coaching jobs
21: uh well I I think he's highly regarded by a lot of people in the league and has been for a really long time. Um, but the Giants still aren't gonna have a good record no matter what they do. But they have, like the Cowboys, been, you know, hamstrung by losing their best offensive player for most of the season. The Cowboys locked Steck, Prescott, they lost Saquon Barkley. Um, they've got their running game kind of going for most of the season. They've been reliant on Daniel Jones, been their leading rusher an inordinate number of times for a guy who's not considered a running quarterback, like Lamar Jackson at least or Kyler Murray. Um, so I don't know that he can do enough in this short space of time and, and with in these circumstances to put himself back in a situation where he gets hired for a head coaching job. I can see people interviewing him for head coaching jobs and him impressing them. But I think it probably takes Jason Garrett another year to become a head coach. But I do believe Jason Garrett will eventually get another chance to be a head coach.
2: I I, I, I would I would agree with that. I just I, And as I I look around, and we've talked about this many a times, ooh, I don't know where they're going to get all these candidates to replace, you know, I, you say five, I think there may be as many as seven openings in the NFL. I'm not sure where we're going to get all these candidates, but – Somebody's going to have to take these jobs, and you know some of these younger coordinators, I guess, are going to step up. And that does that seem to be the trend that you see continuing to going even though, or c- continuing to go even though you see possibly what Matt Nagy's done, the lack of, uh, you know, ability for those guys to be able to get the team to the next level.
21: Well, I still think generally that. Has been the approach that's worked the best over time in the NFL. Uh, you know, typically they don't go out and hire college head coaches um, for jobs, and when they have, it has generally failed. Um, but you know, guys like Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, you know, there have been any number of guys who have been successful um, as assistant head co- as assistants who have then gone on to run, uh, you know, winning programs and create a winning environment, as those two guys have that I've already mentioned. And so that gives. You, know, you say there's well, uh, how many how many assistants really can there be for all these jobs? Well, there's you know Robert Soleil, who's a 49ers um, defensive coordinator. There's Matt Eberflus, who was here, who's done a great job with the Colts. There's Dennis Allen, who has head coaching experience and has the Saints number one in the NFL in defense. Uh, there's Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Brian Daybold, who's done obviously a great job. Uh, evolving Josh Allen as a quarterback. There's Greg Roman who created a whole offense for the unique quarterback skill set of Lamar Jackson. So uh, that's just a that's just a handful of guys that I I would put on a list. And so I'm sure there are more than just that. So I think there are always good candidates for for the position for the number of openings. Generally speaking, there are more viable candidates than there are jobs available. And and who knows? Josh McDaniels might be willing to you know leave. New England now and 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 go someplace else in a way that maybe he wasn't even though he agreed to a job with Baltimore and you know that certainly taints him as a candidate but I think there are a lot of great assistant coaches in the NFL who are in a position now where they're deserving of their opportunity to be a head coach somewhere else
2: well listen Ed I I appreciate you jumping on with us on a Friday afternoon and again thanks a lot for taking time I know you're busy and best best of luck with your travels and what you got going on this weekend man
21: thanks guys thanks for the invitation good to talk football with y'all
2: Thanks again. There he goes, Ed Warder.
0: All right, that was Ed Warder on the program earlier today. And just, uh, you know, great insight to what's going on in the NFL. A lot of high school football playoff games going on and a lot of high school 5A and 6A final game of the season games going on. We'll talk about that next here on ESPN Central Texas.
10: It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat. Your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
13: Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, big weekend ahead for men's and women's basketball on the road and Baylor football headed to Norman to take on the Sooners. Details straight ahead on today's
10: Baylor Sports Beat. When it comes to value and great customer service, you can count on us. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. As a customer first award of excellence winner, our customers always receive exceptional service and during the Big Finish event, you save thousands on every car, truck, and SUV. Plus, most vehicles feature zero percent financing. The Big Finish event. Now at your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels. Baylor football back on the road this Saturday headed to Norman to take on the OU Sooners. Right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to today's Baylor Sports Beat with the Texas Coach Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris.
13: And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat, it is a big weekend for Baylor men's and women's basketball, both on the road this weekend. First, tomorrow, the much anticipated meeting between number two Baylor and number one Gonzaga from Indianapolis. On the air at 11.30, tip-off at noon here on ESPN Central Texas with Pat Nunley and David Kaye on the broadcast. Television tomorrow on CBS. Meanwhile, the fourth-ranked Lady Bears will be in Fayetteville, Arkansas to play the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge Sunday afternoon. The broadcast beginning at 4.30, tip-off at 5 here on ESPN Central Texas with Bruce Geetson and Maggie davis Stanett, Television for the Lady Bears Sunday on ESPN2. And Coach Dave Aranda and the Football Bears headed to Norman to play Oklahoma coming up tomorrow evening. Primetime 7 p.m. kickoff on Fox as the Bears look to build on their win over Kansas State facing on a red-hot OU team that's won five in a row. Here's head coach Dave Aranda. I, when I look at them, I look at a team that um, that is um, feeling confident and feeling um, feeling that they're on the rise. And so I feel like, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us. And, you know, I when you are down the hallway here in the facility or you're in or on the practice field with our guys, I mean, there is that look in their eye. They, they want that challenge. They want to play OU. They want the opportunity to play Saturday night, primetime. They want all of that, man, and you see that. And uh, I'm excited we get to do it. Coach Aranda and the Bears taking on Oklahoma tomorrow evening, 7 o'clock kickoff. The game televised nationally on Fox. Our broadcast begins at 5 p.m. with the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, 7 p.m. kickoff right here on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow from Norman and have more Monday on our next Baylor Sports Beat. I'm John Morris.
10: This high school football coaches show with Crawford head coach Greg Jacobs is brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, Crawford Athletic Booster Club, MP Electric, Security Bank of
4: Crawford, TFNB, your bank for life, and Star Tech Propane.
1: Coach, your offensive line dominated once again last week against Albert. How much has their play contributed to y'all's success this season?
25: Well, you know, our offensive line... Uh that's something that we really focus on the beginning of the year. We really want our offensive line to be consistent, and uh, we've been fortunate for the most part the last half of the year we've been consistent with the players that we put up front, and they work well together. The longer they work together as a unit, the, the more comfortable they get and the more confidence they build. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a big focal point for our offense is our offensive line. They've done well.
1: Y'all have had established success all season on the ground, but now you've kind of implemented the, the passing game as well. How dangerous is your offense now with that balanced attack?
25: Well, our, our skill kids, our receivers, have really been uh, really effective this year with the play of our quarterback as well. So, um, you know, we've, we've really pushed to be balanced during the course of the year. Uh, we really stressed that a lot. Uh, the more balanced we are, the, I think the better off we'll be. And uh, I think we've uh, grown to that point now. Uh, we rely heavily on those guys when we need to, but uh, they do other things as well. You know they can uh, they can block and and run games just as well as they can go catch passes. So uh, they've been very effective, and we're just blessed to have a, a balance in our offense right now.
1: I know this is cliche, but what must y'all do in order to beat Bosqueville this week?
25: Well, I think uh, we've got to establish ball control as much as we can. We've got to play solid defense, obviously, and special teams always comes into a play with a big game like this. Uh, you know, you expect the unexpected sometimes in games like this where you have a re- rematch. Uh, but, uh, you know, we just need to be sound in all three aspects, uh, not not spill the ball, not turn the ball over, Uh, see if we can get some takeaways here or there, and and just be consistent, be ourselves, uh, play with confidence, and uh, we'll see where it gets.
11: ESPN Central Texas.
14: Yes.
12: Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Boskey, Coriel, and McLennan Counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Boskeyville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford, member FDIC and Equal Housing.
6: TFNB, your bank
3: for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us at tfnbtx.com. TFNB, your bank for life, member FDIC. Go Pirates!
0: ESPN Central Texas brings you the Holiday Chill, sponsored by Coors Light. You can enter for a chance to win a Yeti prize by snapping a picture of a Coors Light display at your nearest store and text it along with your name and keyword CHILL to 254-662-166. Weekly winners selected every Friday on ESPN and one lucky winner will receive the grand prize of 40-inch flat screen TV. Coors Light, keeping Texas chill throughout the holidays. Celebrate responsibly. Must be 21 or older to participate. No purchase necessary. Details at Sentai All right, you're back with us as we continue here on uh, Game Time from ESPN Central Texas. It is 543-17, shy of 6. We're at Longhorn Stadium in Cedar Hill, where the uh, Cedar Hill Longhorns and the Midway Panthers conclude the regular season. Now, Cedar Hill will move on to postseason play uh, out of the district, as will uh, Waxahachie, DeSoto, and Duncanville. All others, uh, their season will conclude Now we talked a little bit stretch in Garrett about the, the situation, the unfortunate situation going on in Edinburgh and Garrett, you got a little update for us.
1: Yeah. So with the, the, the school district ultimately decided that, you know, they shouldn't let the team go to the playoffs for the actions of the one player. And, you know, I think you're kind of well, there's really no right or wrong answer with that. I, I would say I kind of leaning on the side that you shouldn't punish the whole team for the action of one. Uh, but that's apparently how the players feel as well. And they have gathered outside of the city hall in Edinburgh, and they're trying to petition the city and the school district to allow them to compete in the um, the playoffs after they put all this hard work in, especially in a difficult season with COVID. And we know how, how difficult it was and how hard it hit the Rio Grande Valley. And uh, so they're out there right now trying to petition to get an opportunity to go on and play.
0: Stretch, I'm not sure what uh... – the city has to do with it, but uh, you understand the frustration of the young men.
2: Well, yeah, and anytime you point towards, you know, you want to get in that position, you want to get yourself in that position, you want to get your team in that position, and I'm kind of like Garrett. I mean, the one. The one young man, uh, you know, has a – I I would call it almost – I just looked at it again a while ago when we were on break. It almost looked like a temper tantrum. That's almost what it looked like. A a little, you know, four- or five-year-old child, when Mm -hmm. when you tell him no, he he throws a temper tantrum, and uh, it's amazing that they would – I'm not sure that's the right decision. And I understand saying, hey, we've got to set a precedent here for – never letting this happen again, and, and I get all that, and it's, it's, it's really unfortunate, but I, I can't imagine penalizing all of these young men who have put in all that work, all that time in the summer, going to strength and conditioning, getting, you know, making sure that you're doing your running, doing all those things that you've had to do, and quite frankly, guys probably having to do it by yourself with all the things that were shut down and then taking it away from them. I, I can certainly share in that frustration as well.
0: And, and, and clearly, we have not heard the end of this story. Now, as we as we mentioned, 1A through 4A, well, we're into the regional final round of, of these playoffs, but the 5A and 6A, Garrett, are just getting playoffs going next week.
1: Yeah, they are, and, and we kind of had an idea of, of who was going to match up uh, w- as far as our 6A district in our backyard when you look at 11-6A and 12-6A. And last night kind of put ev- uh, everything to bed as Harker Heights knocked off Belton forty-two to twenty. So now what you're going to have as far as playoff seedings are is in Division One, you're going to have Harker Heights uh, taking on Duncanville at, at Duncanville. You're going to have Shoemaker hosting DeSoto, and then in Division Two, you're going to have uh, Temple hosting Waxahachie, and Brian's going to go and take on Cedar Hill, where you're at tonight.
0: Yeah. Th- that'll be fun. So eleven and, and 12, 6 A they match up. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. And as we mentioned, the one uh, A through four A into the regional round. And in fact, one uh, A six man is into the 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 semifinals. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cooper Thornhill and and Blum they're taking on May tomorrow evening at six o'clock over in Dublin, in the uh, in the state semifinals in that one. Of course, in two A. Re, uh, Division Two, II, Region Three. It's Mart and Tinnahall. That's coming up tonight, over in Athens at Bruce Field. That's a great place to play a playoff game. It really is. So they'll kick that one off at seven o'clock. And again, uh, Coach Hoffman and the Panthers at twelve and zero. Tinnahall at ten and two. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, wish the uh, Panthers all the best. Bosqueville and Crawford. That'll be coming up tonight at seven o'clock. And we've told you that uh, we'll have both of those games, uh, both of those teams rather. The Crawford broadcast on 92.9 Shooter FM at 6:30, and the Bosqueville broadcast on Kicker FM 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. Franklin and Buffalo. That's going to be over at Waco ISD Stadium. You know they uh, believe they moved the Waco High game last night to two last night to accommodate this Franklin Buffalo game. And this this again is a two teams circling around from the same district and matching up. And we wish Coach Houston and Buffalo the uh, the best, and we wish Franklin the best. And Again, that's a 7.30 kick tonight at Waco ISD Stadium. And uh, Malakoff, our friends over to the east, they're taking on Mount Vernon tonight. That's uh, up here in the Metroplex over at uh, Mesquite's Hanby Stadium. And uh, also China Spring and Carthage. That will be uh, tonight right down the road from us uh, at Middle Oathian, at Middle Oathian ISD Stadium. Carthage 11-0, China Spring at 10-2. And again, stretch. They're ten and two, but they're ten and two with an asterisk. I mean, they uh, they have really rolled through the playoffs these last three weeks.
2: Got it going the right direction. Got a team that's confident, and you know what? They got to go. They got to go slay the big boy tonight. So what a better what? A, hey, perfect night for football too, huh, mm-hmm. Tom? I mean, is it not about as? I mean, not a not a big wind, little light brisk uh, feel in the air. Uh, great time for football.
0: Yeah, if you're a player, you you're all about this. 52 53 degrees probably at kickoff tonight in, in little to no wind here at Longhorn Stadium, so it, it should be a lot of fun. Hey, Garrett asked a question down the line to to me during during the uh, break just a second ago and I can't answer it. <laughs> Stretch he wanted to know what I'm looking most forward to. Gonzaga and Baylor at noon tomorrow in a 1-2 matchup or the football game tomorrow night. The Sooners and and the Bears at seven o'clock on national television.
2: Well, yeah, you're you're going to want to see both, and uh, you know, knowing you the way I know you, you you're, you're you're gonna you're gonna get excited about the basketball game. But if the Bears hang around and they get that football game into fourth quarter in Norman, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say you're. Uh, your old ticker get a little bit little bit going for that, too, and that and and, and, and a chance for Dave Aranda to get a real signature win.
0: And, and I'm telling you right now, that's that's the way they have a chance is they've got to be able to get that football game to the fourth quarter. We talked about it a few days ago, just what Oklahoma was able to do to Oklahoma State in the first 10, 12 minutes of the football game. They they ended the football game in the first four or five possessions stretch
2: yeah and that's what and that's what Baylor's got to do they've got to they've got to come out start fast um and, and and again just a few critical stops in that first half gets them gets them to halftime they get this game to the fourth quarter now hey I I, I, I do I I'd like to see i like to see coach Aranda Charlie Brewer I'd like for them to get that signature win be a heck of a win if they could if they could pull it off in of Norman
0: no question and, and again. I'm also going to be interested to see who's playing for Oklahoma obviously what they what they Garrett was it tw- at one point 27 players or yeah 27 was, staff members or whatever it was
1: correct yeah it was uh, 27 earlier this week and they were able to get that number down which is a, a really good thing
0: so we'll, we'll see who's on the field who's not on the field and, and how it all unfolds tomorrow night at seven o'clock our broadcast will begin at five o'clock from Norman and And it should be a lot of fun, of course, John, J.J., and Ricky with the call coming up at 7 o'clock. But the broadcast begins at 5 o'clock. All right, that is going to do it for us. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Many thanks to uh, everyone who was a part of the broadcast. Thanks to Ed Warder, Jerry Hill, and everybody for being on the show. We'll do it again Monday at 3 for the entire crew. I'm Tom. Thanks for listening, and good night.